Greeting you on an overcast day from Forbes Field in Pittsburgh with the opening of the 1970 season for the defending world champion, New York Mets. Here at game time, the skies are overcast. It is a rather nippy 48 degrees. Not much of a breeze, not enough to be a factor in the ball game. The playing field, slightly damp, but in pretty good condition. The starting pitchers of this opening day game for the New York Mets, the Cy Young Award winner, their ace right-hander, who last year won 25 and lost only seven, Tom Seaver. And on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates in today's opener, also their ace right-hander, a 16-game winner last season, right-hander Steve Blatt. Our national anthem sung by Brenda Lee. catching Jerry Grody and the pitcher Tom Seaver batting ninth for the Pittsburgh Pirates the leadoff batter will be the center fielder Matty Alou batting second and playing third base Richie Hebner batting third in right field Roberto Clemente batting fourth in left field Willie Stargell batting fifth at first base Al Oliver batting sixth and playing shortstop Gene Alley batting seventh the catcher Jerry May Batting eighth and playing second base, Bill Mazeroski, and the pitcher, Steve Blass, batting ninth. 
last year. The Mets won the World Series. And in the regular season, they won 100 ball games, lost 62. Bucks with a record of 88 and 74. They were 12 games back in third place in the Eastern Division in the National League. So here today, the final opening ever to be played here at Forbes Field, 61 opening days. This field built back in 1909. Pittsburgh Pirates are scheduled to move into the new ballpark later on this season. So here today, before just about a capacity crowd, we'll be seeing the last opener here in this historic ballpark. Now at home plate, World Championship Manager Gil Hodges going over the grounds rules with Danny Murtaugh, third-time manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Out there, Bill Mazeroski, the captain of the Pirates. The home plate umpire today will be Augie Donatelli. At first base, calling the plays there, Chris Pelicutis. The umpire at second base will be John Kibler, and the umpire at third base will be Dave Davidson. A field dimensions here at Forbes Field, 300 feet down the right field line, going out to 375 and just about straightaway right field. It's 436, a shade to the right of center field. 457, a shade to the left of center field. 406 in left center field and 360 down the left field line. We're still waiting here at Forbes Field as they continue to go over the ground rules. Gil Hodges at this moment pointing down toward the right field line. In right field, going from the 300-foot mark on the foul line out to 375, there's an extension of the wall, a high screen. And balls off that screen, of course, are in play over the top of the screen, a home run. And now the Pittsburgh Pirates are taking the field. Pittsburgh Pirates have taken the field. Steve Blass going out to the mound. Pirates, after opening up here with the Mets today and their other scheduled game on Thursday night, will be moving on to Philadelphia. They'll be playing the Phillies in Philadelphia over the weekend, the 10th, 11th, and 12th. And then they come in to play the Mets on the 14th for the Mets home opener. Pirates are rated very highly this year by most experts. They have tremendous power, they have good speed, and they're hoping that Gene Alley and Bill Mazeroski, their double play combination at short and second, will have a comeback year. They feel that if they too, those two can have a comeback year, they'll be a very strong ball club. They have a doubtful pitching setup, relying mainly on Steve Blass, Bob Moose, Doc Ellis, Bob Veal as their big men. Bob Moose currently is in doing two weeks of service duty, so he will not be available for this series and will not be available against the Mets in New York. In the bullpen, they have acquired Twiggy Hartenstein. They figure on him, Bruce Dow Canton. And right now, Danny Murtaugh out talking with his catcher, Jerry May. Manny Sanguin was scheduled to start, but he has a slight injury, so Jerry May was picked as the opening day catcher. Mets are sitting back with their strong arm catcher, Jerry Grody. Now the throw on down to second base. 
Bill Mazeroski with the throw over to Gene Alley, the shortstop, to Richie Hebner, the third baseman. And now the ball back to the mound to Jerry May. And Tommy Agee steps in the batter's box. And we're all set to start the 1970 season. And here for the play-by-play, -play, Bob Murphy. Okay, Ralph, Tommy Agee leading off against right-hander Steve Blass. Tommy, as the leadoff batter for the New York Mets last year, led the team and runs batted in with 76. He led in the power departments with 26 home runs. Tommy hit 271 and was a tremendous contributor as the Mets won everything. A foul ball hit back upstairs, and the new season is underway. On the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates, their eighth right-hander, Steve Black. Glass has a lifetime record against the New York Mets of six wins and three losses. Last year, he won two and lost one. Now the right-handers pitch, low and outside, one ball, one strike. In the defense for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Al Oliver is playing first. Captain Bill Mazeroski is at second, Gene Alley is the shortstop, and Richie Hebner is playing third. And a high fly ball sliced right down the right field line. Will it stay fair? It is foul. Back into the crowd, a foul ball. And Tommy Agee did not miss a home run by very much. Down the line is 300 feet to the screen. A ball over the screen is a home run. Against the screen, it is in play. In the outfield for the Pirates, and they certainly have one of the best outfields put together in many years, Willie Stargell, Matty Alou, the center fielder, and a round and right, Roberto Clemente. Here's the pitch on the way to Tommy Agee. Foul, back to the screen, no play. For Gil Hodges, Yogi Berra on the coaching lines at first. Eddie Yost is on the lines at third. Pitching coach Rube Walker working in the dugout with Gil. And Joe Pignatano taking care of the bullpen. Here's the pitch to Tommy. A little scrubber down the third baseline. Picking it up as the catcher May. The throw, not in time. And Tommy Agee beats it out for an infield hit. He took a big swing, and he topped a slow roller up the third baseline. By the time Jerry May could pick it up and throw hard to Al Oliver, it was too late. A swinging bunt for Tommy Agee. Bud Harrelson, switch-hitting shortstop, will bat left against right-hander Steve Blass. Last year, Blass, who's 27 years old, won 16 and lost 10. Now Hebner is in close at third, but Harrelson the batter. Here's the pitch on the way. Low and outside, ball one. Veteran Augie Donatelli umpiring behind the plate. Chris Pelicutis is at first, John Kibler at second, and Satch Davidson is the umpire at third. Overcast skies, 48 degree temperatures. And a throw to first by Steve Blass is not in time. No game tomorrow. The Mets and Pirates play Thursday night here in Pittsburgh. The Mets then will fly to St. Louis for a weekend series. Up goes the leg. Down comes the arm. Low and inside. And Harrelson lays off. Two balls and no strikes. Buddy opening the season about 15 pounds heavier than he closed the season last year. He wound up at about 145 pounds. And he starts the new season closer to 160. Oliver holds against the runner, Tommy Agee. The 2-0 delivery is hit in the air to center field. Matty Alou coming one on, and now Joe Foy makes his debut. 
in the National League and with the New York Mets. Boy put together a solid spring training. Gil Hodges and the coaches were satisfied with his play, and they feel he'll make a lot of contributions to the Mets this year. Joe Foy. He had the speed to steal 36 bases with Kansas City last year. And he led the Kansas City Royals in various hitting departments, including runs batted in. Boy, a right-hand batter, hits out of an overly closed end. Now blasts up in pitching position. There goes the runner, hit and run, ground ball, hit toward the hole, up with the ball is Hebner. He throws to first base in time for the out. He wanted to make a play at second. He juggled the ball just for a flash. Had to give that idea up and go on to first base in time for the out. That's where playing hit and run on the 3-1 delivery, and now Cleon Jones is the batter. Cleon coming off of a great year. Hit 340, third highest batting average in the National League. Art Shamsky, another 300 hitter, comes out on deck. Cleon is hoping to be able to duplicate the kind of year he had last season, perhaps even be a better power hitter. Cleon, a line drive type hitter. Now the Pirates have the infield. A shade to left against Cleon, with Mazeroski playing a very deep second and pulled over towards second base. The pitch by Steve Blass, lined in the air to right field. From any racing at full speed, it's over his head, bouncing off the wall, a base hit. Around third and scoring, Tommy Agee, and Cleon goes into second with a run-scoring double. Cleon Jones, his first time at bat in the new campaign, gathers an RBI with a double over the head of Roberto Clemente. Well, Ralph, that's the way to start a new baseball season. No doubt about that ball being hit well. First pitch, line drive to right, and the Mets in front one nothing. Now Art Shemsky. Art had a very courageous and outstanding season last year, bothered by an ailing back during the spring, returned to the minor leagues. He fought his way back and wound up hitting 300. Left-hand hitter. And a line drive that is going to be over Mazeroski's head, a base hit. Leon will try and score. Clemente's throw is into first base. The run is in. Now Shamsky sliding to second, and he's safe. Clemente threw in behind Art Shamsky, and it backfired. And Shamsky never broke stride. Oliver's throw across the second base was wide, and so Shamsky winds up on second base. A run-scoring hit for Art Shamsky. The Mets now lead 2-0 here in the first inning. And we'll wait for the official scoring. Clemente, instead of throwing home, threw the ball in behind Art Shamsky. Ralph? I wouldn't be a bit surprised, Bob, that Gil Hodges alerted the Mets to that play because Clemente likes to throw behind the runner at first base, and the only way to beat it is to keep on going. If you come back, you're going to be out. And Shamsky did just that and did not fall into the trap. Ron Swoboda takes a curve by Blast at the knees for a call strike. Two runs are in on three hits here in the first inning off Steve Blast. For the time being, we'll score a single for Shamsky and a run batted in and second on the throw. No error has been flashed. Now Blast up in pitching position, delivers low and outside. One ball, one strike to Ron Swoboda. Leon Jones and Art Shamsky have each driven a run in. Mets would like to make Mets baseball history by winning their first opening game ever here this afternoon. 
Pittsburgh has had an outstanding record in opening day games. Ground ball hit toward the middle. To his left is Dean Alley, the shortstop. He's up with it, and he throws to Oliver, the side to side. Two runs, three hits, no errors, one left on. And the score in the middle of the first inning, the New York Mets two, and the Pittsburgh Pirates coming to bat. Last of inning number one, and the Pirates now will be hitting against Tom Seaver. Tom starts the new campaign riding a 10-game winning streak. He won his last 10 decisions in the regular season last year. Matty Alou had 231 base hits last year, more base hits than any player in the major leagues. Matty's lifetime batting average now is up to 312 after four good years in a row at Pittsburgh, and Seaver's first delivery is low ball one. Jerry Grody behind the plate. In the infield, Art Shamsky is playing first. Wayne Garrett at second. Bud Harrelson is short. Joe Foy is at third. Inside and low, ball two. Ken Boswell would have been in the starting lineup, but he has been away doing military duty, and Gill wants him to get a good workout in before going into the lineup. Leon Jones in left. Tommy Agee is the center fielder, and Ron Swoboda is around and right. Now Seaver out of his windup. The 2-0 delivery. Inside, ball three. Last year against the Pirates, Tom Seaver won three and lost none. He has a lifetime record against Pittsburgh of five wins and three losses. And a strike on the outside corner to Matty Alou, it's three and one. Matty does not walk very much for a leadoff batter. As a matter of fact, he had 698 official times at bat last year. The 3-0 delivery... Call strike on the outside corner, three and two. Their opener is underway in Philadelphia. The Cubs did not score in the first inning off Chris Short. Fouled, back upstairs, no play. In the game in Philadelphia, Ferguson Jenkins against Chris Short. The Astros are on the West Coast playing the Giants at Candlestick Park. The last report, Juan Marichal would not be able to start. Atlanta at San Diego tonight. Cincinnati at Dodger Stadium tonight. 3-2 delivery. Ground ball, base hit. Down the right field line. Going into the corner. Ron Svoboda chasing the ball into the corner. Matty Alou will go into second base with a double. Last year, Matty Alou led the National League in two base hits with 41, and he has started off again. Matty Alou hitting a 3-2 pitch, a hard grounder between Shamsky and the line and down into the right field corner. Now, Richie Hebner is the batter for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hebner coming off of a rookie season that saw him hit 300. He nailed down a 300 batting average on the final day of the season. Now, Seaver up in pitching position. Delivers way inside, brushing Hebner back from the plate. New York in front, 2-0. Pirates hitting last of the first inning. Don Leppard on the coaching lines at first. Frank Osiak at third. Roberto Clemente, the on-deck batter. Now Seaver pitching from the stretch. Kicks the leg, delivers. Outside and high, ball two is 2-0. Two Tom fell behind Matty Alou, 3-0, worked the count to 3-2, and, and then Matty Alou doubled down the right field line. A near-capacity crowd at Forbes Field on opening day 1970. One week from today, the Mets open at Shea against the Pirates. 
Now Jerry Grody sets the target. And a foul tip off the minute, Jerry Grody. And the count is two balls and a strike on third baseman Richie Hebner. The Pirates led the major leagues in team batting last season. They had a team batting average of 276. And with the return to form of Bill Mazeroski and Gene Alley, they figured to be even stronger. They had three rookies all come through. Richie Hebner, one of the three. He's a left-hand batter. And the pitch by Tom Seaver. Good pitch at the knees for a call strike. It's two and two. First baseman Al Oliver and third baseman Richie Hebner and catcher Manny Sanguian all putting in their first full season with the Pirates last year. Oliver and Hebner were bona fide rookies. Sanguian did not qualify for Rookie of the Year honors. Hebner and Sanguian both hit over 300. Oliver hit 285. Seaver delivers two and two. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. And Tom Seaver behind on the count comes back to strike out Hebner. Before Clemente steps in, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is New York Mets Baseball on WKAJ-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kainer and Lindsey Nelson. The last of any number one in Pittsburgh. The Mets lead the Pirates two to nothing. And the four-time National League batting champion, Roberto Clemente, is the hitter. Here's the pitch by Tom Seaver. Low and outside, ball one. Last year, Clemente hit 345, second only to Pete Rose of Cincinnati, who led the major leagues in batting. Clemente had 19 home runs and 91 runs batted in. Roberto Clemente, right-hand batter. On second base, Matty Alou, one man out. Now the pitch by Tom Seaver. Hit in the air to right field. Ron Swoboda galloping in. He decoys it. It's a base hit. Matty Alou is coming home. The throw coming in will not be in time. scoring single to right by Roberto Clemente. Ryan Swoboda tried to decoy Matty Alou, make him think that he could catch the ball, knowing that he couldn't. But Matty Alou did not fall into the trap. He rounded third and sped home. And now Willie Stargell is coming up. The Pirates have a run in on a double by Matty Alou and a single by Roberto Clemente. And heavy hitting Willie Stargell is the batter. Stargell hit 307 last year with 29 home runs. And the pitch by Seaver, off outside, ball one. Seaver let up on it. Now the pitch on the way to start. So hit in the air to left field toward the line. Jones running after it, and it's foul ball. A foul ball by Engine. Stargell just missed an extra base hit that would have tied up the ball game. He's a left-hand pull hitter. The outfield plays him way around to right. He sliced that one right down the left field line and just foul. Stargell running it out comes back to the batter's box. Baltimore, the defending American League champion, opening in Cleveland, and the Orioles will pitch Dave McNally, a 21-game winner last season. 
against Sam McDowell. Sudden Sam, an 18-game winner a year ago. One ball, one strike to Willie Starson. Now Seaver off the stretch, delivers, swing and a miss at a fastball. One ball and two strikes. The skies are overcast. Weatherman forecasting that the sun will break out around 2.30. Game time temperature was 48 degrees. Stargell the batter and the pitch by Seaver. Ground ball hit down to first base. Jansky steps on first. Now they've got a rundown play on Clemente. Jansky running him back, gives the ball to Harrelson, and Harrelson tags out Clemente a double play to retire the side. So Stargell grounded out to Shamsky. Clemente elected to stand there and go into a rundown situation, and Shamsky ran him towards second, flipped the ball to Harrelson to complete the twin killing. One run, two hits, no errors, none left. At the end of one inning, the score in Pittsburgh, the New York Mets two and the Pittsburgh Pirates one. <laughs> takes the pitch on the outside corner for a call strike. Wayne can play second, short, or third. He has good hands, a good infielder. Wayne starting in place of Ken Boswell. Boswell has been away a few days doing his military reserve duty. Now a breaking ball in the dirt, one ball and one strike. Garrett had a good spring, and if you'll recall, late last year, his hitting improved. He just improved all around as the year went along. He's a good-looking young ball player. Jerry May behind the plate. In comes the pitch. Ground ball pull foul down toward Yogi on the coaching lines at first base. No game tomorrow. The Mets play the Pirates with Jerry Kuzman on the mound Thursday night. His mound opponent, by the way, will be Doc Ellis. Bob Moose is away for the first two weeks of the season doing reserve duty. So the Mets will miss Bob Moose the first two series. Wind up by blast. The pitch is swung and missed strike three. He got him with a fastball. For blast, his first strikeout, and it brings up Jerry Grody. Jerry Grody, right-hand hitter. Top-notch receiver two years ago, the National League's all-star catcher. And he takes ball one. Jerry Grody is one of the young veterans on the New York Mets. Now Blass into his windup, delivers. And a line drive towards second. Mazeroski takes it for the out. Hard hit line drive, but right to the second baseman. 
Two outs and nobody on. It will bring up Tom Seaver. Jerry Grody opening his fifth season as the Mets' number one receiver. Now here is Tom Seaver. Play is being held up for a moment by John Kibler, the second base umpire. And they are calling a ball on the pitcher, Steve Blast, because he forgot and went to his mouth with his pitching fingers. I think that's what it was, but I'm not sure. It might have been something on the field, Ralph, that they had to get rid of. Evidently, Bob, underneath this broadcasting booth, there's a light that's shining in someone's eyes. And I guess that's what Augie was doing when he made that motion as though he had gone to his mouth. Now, a swing and a miss by Tom Seaver. Yes, that's what it was. Something in the stands that was reflecting caught the attention of the second base umpire, John Kibler, who stopped the game. Now, Blass out of his windup. Here's the pitch to Tommy Seaver, and it's low. One ball, one strike. Seaver, last year in compiling a great season, had two long winning streaks, an eight-game winning streak and a ten-game winning streak. Foul ball, back upstairs, no play. The ten-game winning streak is still alive. He lost a game in the World Series, but in regular season play, Tom has won ten straight. The Mets scored twice in the first inning on base hits by Tommy Agee, Cleon Jones, and Art Chemsky. Now a swing and a miss, strike three. Seaver goes down swinging. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of an inning and a half, the New York Mets two and the Pittsburgh Pirates one. I am a going on a long journey. I will be following the springs through field and valley. I'll be searching for the natural things. It is high time that I was searching for the natural things. There are two ways to carbonate beer. The fast way is to inject carbonation into it. The slow way is to let it age long enough to carbonate itself naturally, giving it a good extra dry natural taste. We'll take the slow way. At Rheingold, we brew beer naturally. Natural Rheingold. It is my time that I was searching for the natural thing. Rheingold Breweries Incorporated, New York, New York, and Orange, New Jersey, ask you to help keep America beautiful. Last of the second inning. New York 2, Pittsburgh 1. For the Pirates, first baseman Al Oliver leads off against Tom Seaver. The Chicago Cubs and Philadelphia Phillies are scoreless at the end of one inning in Philadelphia. Ferguson Jenkins pitching against Chris Short. This weekend, the Mets play in St. Louis. They have a Friday night game against the Cardinals. A Saturday afternoon game and a Sunday afternoon game. And after the game on Sunday, the team will be flying back to New York. Next Monday night, the welcome home dinner will be held in the Grand Ballroom of the New York Hilton Hotel. Quite a springboard into the opening day at Shea on Tuesday, April 14th. The Mets playing the Pirates. Al Oliver, left-hand batter facing Tom Seaver, and the pitch is outside, ball one. 
As we mentioned, Oliver last season as a rookie hit 285. He had 17 home runs and 70 runs batted in. The 1-0 delivery, pulled foul down the right side, no play. One ball, one strike. Gene Alley is the on-deck batter, and then Jerry May. Now Tom Seaver has his sign from Grody. And a drive hit toward the alley in right center field. It'll be in for an extra base hit. Running the ball all the way back to the wall is Ron Sloboda. Oliver around second is on his way to third. He'll pull in with a three-base hit. between Ron Swoboda and Tommy Agee. That ball rolled out about 436 feet from home plate. A free base hit to right center by Oliver to lead off the last half of the second. Now Gene Alley will be stepping in. Alley missed a great deal last year because of a bad shoulder, but appears to be physically sound for this season. The infield back ready to concede a run. Here's the pitch. Low and outside. It almost got away from Jerry Grody. The Mets have the infield back at second and short, playing Shamsky and Foy, even with the bag, at first and third. The outfield deep and rather straight away. Alley, a slender right-hand batter waiting. And a fastball in for a strike, one ball, one strike. Each team now has collected three base hits. It appears as though it might be a day the hitters will take over. Now Seaver winds, and the pitch to Alley. Golf foul, back upstairs, no play. Well, Bob, you know, this has always been sort of a hitter's ballpark. There has never been a no-hit, no-run game pitched in Forbes Field, and if they don't get one pitch pretty soon, there never will be. It's a tough game for a tough ballpark for home runs, but as you say, a good ballpark to hit in for base hits. The 1-2 delivery, swing and a miss, and Alley goes down swinging. Pirates in recent years have won five batting titles. Gives you an indication that this is a good ballpark to hit in for base hits. Flamini has won four. Matty Alou picked up one. Jerry May stepping in now. And now the Mets will bring the infield in and try and cut this run off. Al Oliver on third with one man out. They played back at second and short with nobody out. Here's the pitch on the way. Get in the air to deep right field. Way back goes Swoboda. And he dives and he makes the catch. A great catch by Swoboda. The game is tied up. In the score comes Oliver. A remarkable play in the outfield by Ron Swoboda to rob Jerry May of an extra base hit. He went as far as he could go on the dead run and lunged through the air, made a backhand grab, went sprawling on the ground, but held on to the ball. Well, I wouldn't say that was as good a play as he made in the World Series on Brooks Robinson, but it was a good one, Ralph, no doubt about it. He went as far as he could go, and he had to make that last-minute extra effort, and that took him off his feet. Mazeroski the batter. Two outs and nobody on. Maz hampered all last year by injuries. And he pops this one up. An infield pop-up out in front of the plate. Joe Foy comes down the line and makes the catch. Foy caught the ball right out in front of home plate. 
Ron Swoboda getting a hand as he comes in for that marvelous catch. One run, one hit, no errors, none left. At the end of two innings to score, the New York Mets two and the Pittsburgh Pirates two. Well, Mets fans, we're into another season, and we hope a really great one for your ball club. Friendly Freddy is also going into another season of car washing, a really great one for his club. Friendly Freddy's is the only fully automatic car wash in Saratoga Springs. Their motto is, nothing for you to do but sit back and relax. Friendly Freddy's Car Wash offers you the quickest and most convenient car washing service in Saratoga. They're located on High Rock Avenue, one block off Lake Avenue. At Friendly Freddy's, they have a facility for everyone. A coin-operated wash for the do-it-yourselfers, the most up-to-date vacuum cleaners, and, of course, the automatic car wash. You just drive in, stay in your automobile, and before you know it, your car is coming out cleaned and, if you like, waxed. All this service for only $1.25. Wax is 50 cents extra. Believe me, Mets fans, this is a bargain with today's inflated prices. Come on in and give them a try. Pick up the action in the third inning as they turn on the lights. Ralph Gaynor. Okay, Bob Murphy and I, everyone. The lights are on here at Forbes Field and Tommy Agee batting for the second time. Steve Glass with his first pitch. It's outside ball one. Tommy, after just missing a home run to right field, top one out in front of the plate his first time up and beat it out for a base hit and scored the first run of the ball game. There's a line drive to center field off the next pitch, a base hit for Tommy. So he is two for two. The ball fielded by Matty Alou and the throw on in, and A.G. stays at first. That'll bring up Bud Harrelson. Gillette Platinum Plus has the platinum alloy edge that makes shaving smoother, closer, more comfortable than any blade in history. Gillette Platinum Plus for the shave you've always wanted and more. Bud Harrelson batting left-handed, flat out to center field his first time up. Now again against Blask, and the pitch is low as Harrelson moves out to bunt, and it's ball one. Harrelson in bunting position for the sacrifice try on that first pitch. It's a 2-2 ball game. A.G. at first base, not too big a lead. Now the pitch to Harrelson. It is taken inside. Harrelson gets out of the way, and on the pitch, A.G. was running. It got away from the catcher. It'll be a stolen base. So A.G., who had 12 stolen bases last year, gets his first this year, and the Mets have a runner in scoring position. It's ball two. Pitch was way inside. Harrelson almost got hit by it as he tried to get out of the way. It did. And it was off the glove of the catcher, Jerry Mayne, rolled about 30 feet away. The pitch to Harrelson. Check swing, ground ball hit out towards third base, picked up by Hebner. The throw to first base is just in time, and on the play, A.G. goes to third. But Harrelson was trying to get out of the way of the ball, and as he was pulling away, the ball hit the bat and went down toward third base, almost as though it were a perfect bunt. Harrelson had trouble getting started, or he would have beat the play at first base. And that brings up Joe Foy. Joe on a hit-and-run play was out third to first his first time up. It put A.G. on at second base. He was running with the pitch and got to second, or he would have been forced there. And it set it up for the Mets to score the first run. Now the pitch to Foy. It is hit hard to right. It might score a run. Here comes Kameni to make the catch. Coming in is A.G. Here's the throw. It's offline, and A.G. scores standing up. So Roberto Kameni throwing about 30 feet up toward third base. 
loses a chance to cut off a run at home, and the Mets take the lead by a score of 3-2 to two on the sacrifice line drive out by Joe Foy. That'll bring up Cleon Jones. Cleon doubled the right field his first time up and drove in the first run of the season for the New York Mets. Mets leading by a score of 3-2, to two, two men out. We're in the third, and the pitch to Cleon Jones is lowest ball one. Cleon's double on the first pitch that he saw this regular season was a line shot to right. Now checking the swing, the pitch too low, it's ball two. Two balls, no strike. Signs go out. Steve Blass working for the Pirates. And at 2-0, the pitch to Jones is taken in for a call strike. At the end of one, Cleveland won. Baltimore nothing. At the end of two and a half, the Cubs nothing. Philadelphia nothing. And the 2-1 delivery. Jones takes over the inside corner about knee high. 2-2. Two and two. Mets have another ball game in this series with Pittsburgh. It'll be Thursday night. Jerry Kuzman is going for the Mets. Then they move to St. Louis, and Gary Gentry will open up against the Cardinals on Friday night. Next pitch is way outside and high, a full count to Jones. On deck batter for the Mets, Art Shamsky. Overcast skies, temperature game time, 48 degrees in Pittsburgh. And the 3-2 pitch. It's in the dirt. Taken out by Jerry May. And on the pitch, Jones walks. So the Mets have Jones at first with two men out. Cleon with 16 stolen bases last year led the club in that department. And the batter coming up is Art Shamsky. The walk the first given up by Steve Blask in the ballgame. He has struck out two. He has allowed four hits. And the Mets lead by a score of 3-2 with... The Mets batting with two men away in the top of the third. Jamsky singled the right to drive in Cleon Jones, who had doubled his first time up. And the pitch is hit high in the air to right center field. Matty Alou is making the call a center fielder, and he makes the catch, and that retires the tie. In the inning, the Mets break the tie. They score a run on one hit. No errors, and a walk, and one man left on. And the score in the middle of the third, the Mets three, the Pittsburgh Pirates two. Memorial Day 1969. Mario Andretti wins the fastest Indianapolis 500 ever in his STP oil treatment special. And this year, the STP racing team will be back, trying for a record-breaking two in a row. Andy Granatelli will see to that. comes to automotive testing laboratories, Indianapolis tops them all. 500 miles there is like 50,000 in your family car. So we'll be counting on STP oil treatment to give us the edge. STP is the give your family car the same edge the world's greatest drivers get. Add STP to your oil and run racer sharp.
into the bottom of the third inning. Mets leading by a score of 3-2 to two here on opening day in Pittsburgh. And the Pirates coming up against Tom Seaver for the third time. First batter will be the pitcher, Steve Blast. He'll be followed by Matty Alou and then Richie Hebner. Seaver has been reached for two runs on three hits. Tom, a 25-game winner last year. And the first pitch to Blast is swung on strike one. Augie Donatelli, the home plate umpire, the crew chief of this crew. Chris Pelicudis, the umpire at first base. John Kibler, the umpire at second. Dave Davidson, the umpire at third. One strike pitch, a called strike two. For the ball game, Seaver was in the clubhouse and talking about things other than opening day. Next pitch is low on the count, one ball and two strikes. In fact, along with Joe Deere, the assistant trainer, we got to talking about a fellow named Chico Rodriguez. Now the pitch back, swung on a miss, and Seaver has struck out Steve Blatt. Third strikeout for Tom in the ballgame. That'll bring up Matty Alou. Alou doubled on a 3-2 pitch right down the right field line this first time up. He led the National League in doubles last year with 41. Had 231 base hits to lead the National League, batted 331. Had one home run, 48 runs batted in, and he fouls the first pitch away at strike one. Matty Alou last year set a new National League mark for times at bat, official times at bat of 698, breaking an old record of 697 set by a Pittsburgh Pirate player, Woody Jensen. The one strike pitch. It is again fouled away, strike two. Mets leading three to two. As we were saying about time, we got talking about different ballplayers. Another ballplayer by the name of Chico Ruiz came up. And Don Hefner, who at one time was a manager for the Cincinnati Reds and a coach for the New York Mets, was his manager. And Hefner coached in the third base coaching box. Next pitch is low, and it's one ball and two strikes. And he always had a saying that if you didn't do well, he'd yell in and say, you can do better than that. And it was a pet expression of his, which he used all the time. Pitch back is hit foul into the stands on the third base side, so the count stays at one and two. Ruiz was at bat playing for Don Hefner at San Diego, and he swung and missed the two pitches. And Don Hefner yelled in from the third base coaching box, you can do better than that. And Ruiz called time and walked down to Don Hefner and said, no, I can't. Now the one-two pitch. Rounded toward the shortstop. Harrelson will have to hurry. The long throw in time for the out. Lou gets down that line in a hurry, and Harrelson fielded that ball from a deep shortstop position. That'll bring up Richie Hebner, but first we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is New York Mets Baseball on WKAJ-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York. Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Forbes Field in Pittsburgh. The Mets leading 3-2. to two. two men away, bottom of the third, and the first pitch to Richie Hebner is fouled off at strike one. Hebner was struck out on the curveball his first time up. Left-hand batter playing at third base. A pitch by Seaver, a slot curve. Hit the deep left center field a long way for Cleon Jones. He's going, going. He cannot get to us. It's picked up by Tommy Agee, and Hebner goes to second base and holds there as Agee makes a powerful throw perfectly to third. So another 
extra base hit for the Pittsburgh Pirates. They have had three now. And it brings up Roberto Clemente. That is the second time that Tom Seaver has thrown what ballplayers call a flop curveball to the plate, and both times he has thrown it, it has gone for extra bases. Al Oliver tripled off of it to right center, now Hebner with a double to left center. Leon Jones went as far as he could go and tried to make a high dive for it, but he couldn't reach it as he fell to the ground. And A.G. had to pick it up out in deep left center field. Now Roberto Comeni in the first pitch. Hit in the air down the right field line. A long run for Chamsky, but the ball is curving foul into the stand. And it's strike one. Comeni blooped the base hit the right field his first time up and drove in the first pirate run of the year. Hits are all even at four piece. The Mets leading by a score of three to two. The Pirates with the time run at second base and a one strike count of Roberto Comeni. Speaking of extra base hits, Comeni led the National League in triples last year. He had 12. Now one strike. Seaver checks at second, comes back. And the pitch is just outside. A hard slider. It's one and one. Comedy number 21. Lifetime batting average at 314. Now Seaver again set. And the 1-1 pitch is high for ball two. Roberto Comedy played winter ball this year, and he said before the ball game that the reason why he did was to keep his shoulder, which he had injured, in constant action so it would not stiffen up and become a permanent injury. 2-1 pitch. Swung on and missed, and Kameni with a hard, hard swing. They count two balls, two strikes. Roberto Kameni last winter turned out a chance to run for mayor. He is a popular ball player. Puerto Rico. Here's a 2-2 delivery. It is swung on and missed, strike three, and Seaver gets Roberto Kameni with a hard, high fastball. That is Seaver's fourth strikeout every tire aside. In the inning, no runs, one hit, no errors. A man left at second and the score at the end of three. The New York Mets three, the Pittsburgh Pirates two. Globe Supply downtown Saratoga is the place to go for Raleigh and Rollfast bicycles. You'll find a large selection to choose from, and they come in all speeds. Every new bicycle purchased at Globe Supply comes fully assembled and carries a 90-day service and maintenance guarantee. You can also have your bike repaired by experienced mechanics at Globe. For all your bicycle accessories and parts for English or American bikes, shop Globe Supply, downtown Saratoga, open daily from 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Friday night until 9 p.m. John Hancock introduces Rich Man coverage for the Not Yet Rich, a life insurance package with an initial benefit of $100,000, very good for the ego, and you can afford it. If you're 24, you may have to pay about $38 a month. Ask Ben Yanklowicz about Rich Man coverage, $100,000 worth of life insurance that'll make you feel like a million. Call Ben, 783-5571, or write Ben Yank, Box J, Latham, New York, 12110 for more details. John Hancock, huh? Now Ron Sabota, the leadoff for the New York Mets. They lead 3-2 to two after 3, and the first pitch to Ron is low ball 1. Ron grounded to the shortstop. Gene Alley is first time up and was out. 
Batting against Steve Blass for the second time. Ron batting in the sixth batting position. Blass back, and the pitch again is low. It's ball two. Behind Ron Sobota, Wayne Garrett and Jerry Grody for Steve Blask in this inning. Minnesota got three runs in the top half of the first. White Sox now coming up. 2-0 pitch hit deep to right field. A long drive. It'll be for extra bases. It might go all the way. It is off of the wall. Sobota makes the turn at first. Goes into second base with a stand-up double. Well hit ball over the head of Roberto Cavetti about 390 feet. So the extra base hits continue to resound off the bats of both teams. And the Mets now have a runner at second base with no one out and Wayne Garrett coming up. Wayne was struck out his first time up. He went down swinging at a fastball. Left-hand batter, batted 218 last year. Had one home run and 39 runs batted in. Once again, action starting up in the bullpen for the Pirates. Dave Justy, a right-hander, along with Lou Maroney, a left-hander. Now Steve Blast, who has been reached for five hits with his first pitch to Garrett. A curveball swung on a miss, strike one. Manager Gil Hodge said that Ron Sobota was going to be his standard right fielder for both right and left-hand pitching. Ron here has responded with... Uh, long double. There's a drive to deep right field going back. is commending to the warning track. He makes the catch. Going over from second base is Ron Swoboda to third. So a long fly ball by Wayne Garrett, about 375 feet. And the Mets now have a runner at third base with one man away, and the Mets have Jerry Grody coming up. So far, that experiment, or that decision mainly, by Joe Hodges has worked well. Sobota has a double and two times up. Shansky has a single and a run batted in and two times up. Jerry Grody the batter. Jerry hit a soft line drive to second for an out his first time up. Pirates are playing their infield in, hoping to cut off a run. And the first pitch is popped up. The infield moving in on it. It's going to be Richie Ebner, the third baseman, to make the catch. And he does right on the pitching mound for the out. So the Mets lose a chance to score a run on a sacrifice fly. And that leaves it up to Tom Seaver, who's batting now with two men away. The Mets leading 3-2, to two, top of the fourth inning. Seaver was struck out his first time up. Now we got some sunshine breaking through the overcast here in Pittsburgh. Seaver, a right-hand batter, and Steve Blass with the first pitch. Ground ball hit right back to Blass. He fields the ball, throws the first base to side as we tie. No runs, one hit, a leadoff double. No errors, a man left at third. And the score in the middle of the fourth inning. The New York Mets three, the Pittsburgh Pirates two. The finest in Italian cuisine and a wide array of steaks, chops, and seafood await your dining pleasure at Mangino's Restaurant, located on the south end of Saratoga Lake. But there's a big difference between just ordinary Italian or American cuisine and Mangino's fine food. At Mangino's, your orders never prepared hours before. Mangino's realize that good food cannot be hurried, and they ask you to give them a little time to prepare it properly. All dishes are prepared to your order when your order is placed, never before, and it hasn't been simmering 
away for hours or minutes. That's the big difference at Mangino's. Why not enjoy eating Italian food the way it should be savored? And dine at Mangino's Restaurant, located on the south end of Saratoga Lake on Route 9P, just two miles from Route 9. A complete line of Italian specialties are served to tempt the palate, and their steaks and chops and seafood are equally as delightful. If you're planning a party or a banquet for up to 75, call Mangino's for their special party menu. That's Mangino's Restaurant, the home of truly fine foods on Route 9P at the south end of Saratoga Lake. Fourth inning, the Mets leading 3-2 in the first game of this 1970 regular season. Tom Seaver working for the Mets, Steve Blass working for Pittsburgh. The Mets have had three runs on five hits. The Pirates have had two runs on four hits. And the first batter for the Pirates will be Willie Stargell. <laughs> Willie hit into a double play his first time up, grounding to Art Chemsky, who stepped on the bag, and then Roberto Comeni, who was on first, was worked out on the rundown play. Now a high fly ball hit to right field. Ron Sabota ambling in, gets under the ball and makes the catch. Phil Stargell pops up a slow curveball, and it's one away. Al Oliver will now come up. Oliver tripled the right center field off a curveball his first time up and scored the second powered run when he was driven in on a sacrifice fly by Jerry May. Oliver, a left-hand batter, a 285 hitter last year. Seaver now checking out his right fielder, Ron Svoboda. Ron playing a very deep right field. As Bob Murphy told you earlier, this is a tremendously large ballpark. Now the first pitch, and it's ball one. This probably is the largest ballpark in area for playing area in the major league. I don't believe anybody's ever thoroughly checked it out, but it would just about have to be. Next pitch is low, and it's ball two. Two balls, no strikes. 457 to center field at the deepest point. 360 down the left field line. Now a hard swing and a miss, and it's two balls and one strike. 300 down the right field line, but it goes out sharply, about a 45-degree angle to 375. Now the 2-1 delivery to Oliver, and it's low, ball three. Three and one. Mets leading by a score of three to two. Baltimore got a run in the top of the second. They have tied up Cleveland 1-1. Now a hard swing and a fastball, but the ball fouled off, and it's a 3-2 count as Seaver works against the left-hand batter, Al Oliver. The on-deck batter, the shortstop, Gene Alley. Now Seaver with his 3-2 pitch, and it's popped up on the third base side. Joe Foy has room in foul territory to get to it. He is under it, and he makes the catch. Murphy, there's an airplane. In fact, two of them flying over with a streaming banner behind. One of them has something to do with Plymouth. But you know, one day I was playing ball here, and they came by with an airplane pulling the banner and said, hit one up here, Kiner. Did you do it? I missed it by about two feet. Well, I think you should have had at least one practice swing. Now the batter is Gene Alley, and a curveball is high and inside. Alley has to spin away to keep him getting hit. It's ball one. We were playing the Giants that day, the now San Francisco Giants. We won the ball game. 
Now the pitch hit high in the air in foul territory, but the ball is going out of play. One ball, one strike count on Gene Alley. Alley last year batted 246. You notice the new brick out there in left center at the 406 mark? You know why that is? Somebody run through that wall? That's where Mazeroski hit that historic World Series winning home run. Now a swing and a foul off the glove of Jerry Grody. The count stays at one ball and two strikes. So they took the bricks out in the area where he hit that historic home run, and there will be a part of the new Free River Stadium. And that's why you see new brick out there. Glad to know that. 4-0-6 mark. Now the pitch back. And it's high and it's a curveball. It misses two balls and two strikes. I thought you were going to tell me that's where Willie Stargell ran through the wall. I believe Boy, he could. He probably could as hard as he is. Now the 2-2 delivery. It is hit to the second baseman, Wayne Garrett, a soft line drive. And he makes the catch and that retires the side. A 1-2-3 inning for Tom Seaver, the first time he's done that in the ballgame. And the score at the end of four. The New York Mets three, the Pittsburgh Pirates two. I am a going on a long journey. I will be following the springs through field and valley. I'll be searching for the natural thing. It is high time that I was searching for the natural at Rheingold, we brew beer with the natural things. Rheingold Extra Dry is made with good water, just about the best in the world. If you don't start out with good water, you don't end up with good beer. We start out with good water. Natural Rheingold. It is high time that I was searching for the natural Rheingold Breweries Incorporated, New York, New York, and Orange, New Jersey, ask you to help keep America beautiful. Inning number five here at Forbes Field at Mets three, Pirates two, Tommy Agee to lead off against Steve Blatt. Tommy has two for two and has scored two of the three runs for the New York Mets. Tommy beat out an infield hit in the first inning. He singled to center and stole second to set up a run in the third inning. So, an impressive start for Tommy Agee. Now the pitch by Blass, a ground ball hit right at Mazeroski. Maz is up with it, throws on to Al Oliver at first base, one out. Bud Harrelson has flied to center and bounced out to third, nothing for two. J.C. Martin is in the opening day lineup for the Chicago Cubs, catching Ferguson Jenkins in Philadelphia, which would indicate that Randy Hunley is not yet physically ready to play. Taken high by Bud Harrelson, ball one. Phillies lead Chicago, one nothing at the end of four, with Ferguson Jenkins pitching against Chris Short. And a slow ground ball off the mound, Steve Blass. He underhands the throw to Oliver, two down. So two men quickly set aside by Steve Blass, and it will bring up Joe Foy. Joe has bounced out to third and driven a run in with a sacrifice fly. His sacrifice fly in the third inning put New York back into the lead, 3-2. Cleon Jones, the cleanup hitter, comes out on deck. 
That's three runs on five hits. They've had three left on. The Pirate outfield around to left. And a swing and a miss and a breaking ball. Strike one. Azarowski has been playing a very deep second base against the right-hand batters and shading them for the most part toward the middle of the diamond. Now Blast delivers and a half-swing foul ball. Right straight back, no play. And Blast now has a two-strike advantage. One other day opener in the National League today, but starting later, it's on the West Coast at Candlestick Park, Houston at San Francisco. At Candlestick Park this year, they will be playing on a synthetic field. The two-strike delivery, high and inside. One ball, two strikes to Joe Foy. No game tomorrow, the Mets and Pirates Thursday night, Jerry Kuzman pitching against Doc Ellis. Pitching one and two. And a change-up breaking ball that's inside, almost a blooper curve. And the count is two balls and two strikes. The Mets scored twice in the first inning today. Cleon Jones doubled home Tommy Agee, and Art Shamsky singled home Cleon Jones. Pittsburgh came back to tie the game. And a curve in the dirt. That ball got away from Steve Blass. It struck the dirt far out in front of the plate, and now we have a full count, three and two. Pittsburgh tied the game, getting one run in the first inning as Roberto Clemente singled home Matty Alou. And Jerry Mays sacrificed fly in the second, brought home Al Oliver. Swing and a miss, he struck him out. On three and two, Blass fans Joe Foy. For Steve Blass, his third strikeout. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. So we've come halfway at the end of four and one-half innings to score the New York Mets three and the Pittsburgh Pirates two. Having a problem in deciding where to take your group on its next outing? If so, let the Mets group sales department solve it for you. This department is manned by experts in handling both men's and women's groups. These same specialists encourage community and civic organizations, social and fraternal clubs, youth, family, and athletic groups to take in a Mets ball game and enjoy a day at Shea. In addition to providing group ticket sales for a ball game, our representatives will be happy to furnish you with all the details of the beautiful restaurants at Shea Stadium, which are available for parties, large or small, up to 700 persons. For groups of 100 or more, recognition will be given to your organization on the changeable message scoreboard here at Shea. You can easily obtain additional information simply by writing to Group Sales Manager, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, 11368. Or, if you like, telephone 212-672-3000. The representative handling your area will be more than happy to personally speak before your men's or women's group, large or small, and explain all the details. Call or write today and enjoy a day at Shea. Last of inning number five and Jerry May, the catcher, Batting seventh in the order, faces Tom Seaver. He drove in a run in the second with a long fly ball to right center, and Swoboda made a remarkable catch to rob him of an extra base hit. The pitch by Seaver is low inside, ball one. Tom Seaver, 25-7 and seven last year, winner of the National League Cy Young Award and runner-up in the most valuable player balloting. Now the pitch by Tom, a strike on the outside corner of the knees, one ball, one strike. 
That's figuring Jerry May as a pull hitter. Wayne Garrett shaded towards second base. Now Grody provides the target. In comes the pitch. High fly ball hit deep to center. Roaming back is Tommy Agee. Now he's drawing a beat on it. And he makes the catch for the out. And ball jumped off the bat of Jerry May, but it was hit straight away in center field. One out and nobody on. Now veteran Bill Mazeroski. Maz 0 for 1. Retired on an infield pop-up taken by Joe Foy in the second inning. 15-year veteran from Wheeling, West Virginia, Bill Mazeroski. Now Tom Seaver smoothing out the dirt in front of the pitching slab. New York three runs on five hits. Pittsburgh two runs on four hits. We're in the last half of the fifth inning. We have a near capacity crowd at Forbes Field. Pitch on the way. Fouled back upstairs to the skyboxes. No play. Veteran Augie Donatelli, the crew chief of this umpiring team, and naturally behind the plate on opening day. Second in seniority on this umpiring team is Chris Pelacutis, so he's at first base. Then John Kibler at second. Satch Davidson at third. Pitch taken outside by Mazeroski. Both Mazeroski and Alley missed a lot last year due to injuries. And a half-swing slow ground ball down the first baseline. Seaver picks the ball up in fair territory, tags out Mazeroski. Good play by Seaver. He had to get there in a hurry because the ball probably would have rolled foul before it reached the first base bag. The Seaver left the mound and got to it near the line. Two outs, nobody on. Steve Blast, the pirate hurler, coming up. You have to work on Steve Blast. He's among the better hitting pitchers in the National League. He had one game against the Cubs last year. He had four base hits in one ball game. Blast hits right-handed. Receiver over the head. Down comes the arm. Line down the right field line. It may go foul. Foul ball. Ball was hit late by Steve Blass. He strung it, but it was a foul ball. One of the grandstand outfielders must have made a good play. Temperature about 50 degrees here on opening day. It has been overcast. The overcast just now is starting to break up. And he tries to bunny his way on. The pitch is strike two. He offered at it, says Augie Donatelli. Glass ran up on that one. He was going to try and push a bunt beyond the pitcher's reach on the right side of the infield. Now Seaver with a two-strike count on Steve Blass. Into his windup, Tom Seaver and the pitch off the outside corner. One ball and two strikes. The Orioles and the Indians are tied 1-1 at the end of three. Seaver thought he had him struck out. Breaking ball just missing the outside corner. And it's 2-2 two two to Blast. Tom Seaver has struck out three. Walked none. Now the pitch to Blast. Foul back toward the crowd. No play. This weekend, the Mets have a three-game series with the Cardinals in St. Louis. Following the Sunday game, they'll be flying to New York. They have the welcome home dinner Monday night at the Grand Ballroom of the New York Hilton, and they open the season at Shea a week from today.
Pitching two and two. And a slow ground ball back to the mound. An easy play for Seaver. He throws on to first. The side is out. Well, Tom Seaver has settled now to retire seven in a row. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. At the end of five, the New York Mets three, the Pittsburgh Pirates two. If you're shopping around for a new car, and you certainly have a wonderful selection to choose from this year, wouldn't it be nice to know you have the cash to pay for it? You can, and probably cut the cost of automobile financing at the same time, with a low-cost, direct new car loan from Boston Spa National Bank. Arranging for your new car money in advance, direct from the folks at Boston Spa National Bank, not only saves you money on the loan, but provides the cash to pay any dealer you decide to do business with. There's an office of Boston Spa National Bank in Burn Hills, right on Route 50, as well as the main office in Boston Spa. And you can phone ahead, if you like, for details and monthly payment figures on the exact amount of cash you'll need for your new car. Call 885-6711, Boston Spa National Bank, about a money-saving direct new car loan. 885-6711, Boston Spa National Bank, the bank that saves you money. Might be a great place to do all your banking. Now Cleon Jones. Cleon doubled a run in in the first inning, and he reached on a walk in the third inning. The lights are on. And we go to the sixth inning as Glass picks up his sign from Jerry May. Here's the pitch on the way, and it's over. Strike one call. Cleon's double was well hit to right field over the head of Roberto Clemente, and it brought home Tommy Agee. We have had some long shots in this ballgame. And the pitch is taken by Cleon. One ball, one strike. Ron Swoboda made a truly remarkable catch on Jerry May early in the ballgame to rob May of an extra base hit. The 1-1 delivery. Breaking ball at the knees, a call strike. Both pitchers seem to be settling down. Seaver has now retired seven in a row, and Steve Blass has retired six in a row. The first three innings, both pitchers were being hit hard. Blass with a count of one ball, two strikes. Here's the pitch. And a curve in the dirt out in front of the plate. That breaking ball is bothering Steve Blass. I mean, he's been changing up on his curveball, and it's been getting out of his hand in a wrong way and breaking into the dirt far out in front of the plate. The 2-2 delivery, and it's over. Strike three call. Cleon is caught looking. The fourth strikeout now for Steve Blass. And Blass is now set down seven straight, and it brings up Art Shamsky. You know, the only thing that's going to impress you about a White Owl cigar is how it tastes compared to other cigars. To really appreciate a White Owl cigar, you have to smoke their cigar. Art Shamsky singled a run home in the first inning and skied to center in the third inning. Art, one for two, and a run batted in. Mets lead, 3-2. And a call strike on the outside corner of the knees. Ron Swoboda will be hitting next. Jerry May setting up the target. Line down the left field line. It may go foul. Let's see. Fair ball just inside the line. Shamsky around first. 
is on his way to second, and he goes in standing up with an opposite field double. Well hit drive by Shamsky. Into the left field corner. A two-base hit. That is base hit number six for the New York Mets, and three of the six have been for extra bases. Ron Swoboda stepping in. Ron doubled at leading off the fourth inning, but was left stranded on third. He also has made a great play in the game in the field. Now blast off the stretch. A swing and a miss by Ron Swoboda. Wayne Garrett is the on-deck hitter. These are the two teams many of the baseball experts figure will battle for the Eastern Division crown. Shamsky leading off second. Blast delivers. And a half swing, and he went through, says Donatelli, at a fastball in the counter-strike two. And Eddie Yos, coaching at third base, comes down the line. He does not like the call by Augie Donatelli. That gives Blast a two-strike advantage in facing Ron Swoboda. Now Blast checks the runner at second, delivers. Low and outside on a breaking ball. Dave Justy warming up again in the Pittsburgh Pirate bullpen. Along with left-hander Lou Maroney. Mets have some fans here today. Some youngsters came all the way from New York to be here for the opening day game. Pitching one and two. Strike three calls. Swoboda is caught looking. Right here, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is your New York Mets Baseball Station in Saratoga Springs, New York. WKAJ-FM 102.3 on your dial. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kaner. Mets lead the Pirates 3-2. We have a good one going. We're in the top of the sixth inning. They're going to intentionally walk Wayne Garrett and pitch instead to Jerry Grody. Garrett, a left-hand hitter, and so in this spot, Danny Murtaugh will go with the percentages. And the intentional pass is being issued to Wayne Garrett. Jerry Grody has lined out to the second baseman and popped to third. So Jerry is 0 for 2. Here are the warm-ups for the opener at Yankee Stadium. For the Red Sox, it will be Gary Peters, acquired last winter in a deal with the Chicago White Sox. And for the Yankees, their 20-game winner, Mel Stottlemyre. Yankee Stadium opener, scheduled for 3 in the afternoon. Now runners on first and second, two men down, and Jerry Grody is the hitter. Jerry May, the backstop, goes out to confer with Steve Blass. This is a critical point in the ballgame. Tom Seaver is the on-deck batter. With one away, Art Shamsky double deep to left field. Ron Swoboda was called out for the second out of the inning, and they have intentionally walked Wayne Garrett. Now it's right-hander against right-hander. Blass up in pitching position. Here's the pitch on the way. And he held up on the swing just in time. It's ball one. Brody started to go and then checked it. Shamsky leads off second. Wayne Garrett leading off first. Steve Blast delivers, and a ground ball hit the shortstop. Gene Alley comes up with it. Throws to Mazeroski. Force play to retire the side. No run.
runs, one hit, no errors, and two left on. Now at the end of five and one-half innings, the New York Mets three and the Pittsburgh Pirates two. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, Matty Alou leads off in the last of the sixth inning against Tom Seaver. Baltimore and Cleveland tied 1-1 at the end of three and a half in Cleveland. Dave McNally pitching against Sam McDowell. Oakland at Kansas City and not underway. The California Angels and Milwaukee Brewers. California won Milwaukee nothing at the end of an inning and a half. Andy Messersmith against Lou Krause. And Detroit plays at Washington tonight. We are being held up for a moment while the ground crew does a little work on the warning track out in right field. In the National League, Philadelphia won Chicago nothing. They're going to the sixth inning at Johnny Mac Stadium with Ferguson Jenkins pitching against Chris Short. Matty Alou has doubled and scored a run and bounced out to Short. One for two. Seaver into his windup to pitch to Matty. Inside and low, it's ball one. Top of the order for the Pirates in the last of the sixth inning. Matty Alou, Richie Hebner, and Roberto Clemente. Now Seaver delivers, and Alou takes a look. It goes outside, two balls and no strikes. Matty Alou had 231 hits last year. Most prolific hit maker in Major League Baseball. Line to right center field. A.G. going after it. Can't get it. And the ball is rolling all the way back to the center field fence. Matty Alou is around second. The relay is rolled by Wayne Garrett, the third to hit first slide. He's safe. Nobody out. Matty Alou hanging out a line drive into right center. A.G. tried to reach it, but he could not get to it. And then had to pursue the ball 436 feet back to the wall. And Matty Alou is on third with a triple. Matty Alou now has a double and triple and three times at bat. The infield will concede a run. They play back. The batter is Richie Hebner. And a high foul fly going out of play. Pirates have five hits, and four of the five have been extra base hits. The only single the Pirates have picked up today was by Roberto Clemente in the first inning to drive in a run. All of their other hits have been extra base hits. And a high fly ball hit to short right field. Garrett is going out. Matty Alou is not tagging up. Garrett makes the catch and holding a third Matty Alou. So, one man away, and now let's see if the Mets bring the infield in. Roberto Clemente will be the batter. Clemente singled a run in in the first inning. And Tom Seaver struck him out with a runner in scoring position in the third inning. Now the left side of the infield comes in. Clemente hits to the opposite field a great deal. And so Garrett is playing him back at normal fielding depth. The other three infielders are in. Tom Seaver using the full windup and the pitch to Roberto. It's over, strike one call. Mets leading by a score of three to two. The Pirates, though, have the tying run on third, one out. Now Seaver eyes the runner, Matty Alou delivers, 
A towering pop-up down the right field line. It might go to the crowd. Looking for a play as Shamsky is into the crowd. So near and so far. Art Shamsky pinned himself up against the field box railing, tried to reach over and grab it. But it was just out of his reach. Now Tom Seaver has a two-strike count on Roberto Clemente. Seaver has walked none. Struck out four, allowed two runs, given up five base hits. The sun breaks through the overcast, and Tom McKenna, the center of the New York Mets, brings the sunglasses out. They also take the glasses to Cleon Jones in left field. Sunglasses brought out to Joe Foy and to Cleon Jones. The angle of the sun has the sun right in the eyes of the third baseman and the left fielder. Now the Mets dugout trying to get the attention of Ron Swoboda, and they move Swoboda closer to the right field line. The wind-up by Seaver. Here's the pitch. Ground ball hit hard. A base hit the left field. The game is tied as Matty Alou comes home. Clemente with his second run batted in. Well, Roberto Clemente picking up where he left off. Now has two for three and two runs batted in. He hit a hard ground ball through the hole in the left field. The game is tied 3-3 and the batter is Willie Stargell. Stargell has bounced to first and flied to right, nothing for two. Mets have the infield looking for two. Now the pitch. Curve hit on the ground to second base. Wayne Garrett charging in. Throws to second. Force play on Clemente. Ball hit slowly. One was all they could hope for, and they got the lead runner, Roberto Clemente. Wayne Garrett to Bud Harrelson. So with two men away, the first baseman, Al Oliver, comes up. He hit a long triple to right center in the second and later scored, and he fouled out to Joe Foy in the fourth inning. The Pirates have three runs on six hits, and four of their six hits have been extra base hits. The Mets have six base hits, and three of their six have been extra base hits. Now Seaver checks the runner, Willie Stargell. And the pitch on the way. Fastball at the knees, strike one call. No game tomorrow, the concluding game of this two-game series, Thursday night. Art Shamsky holding against the runner. And Seaver's pitch. Lined hard to deep left field. Back goes Cleon Jones. And he makes the catch. The side is out. A long drive to the opposite field. Taken by Cleon. The Pirates tie the game. Scoring one run on two hits. No errors and one left on. At the end of six, the score. The New York Mets three. And the Pittsburgh Pirates three. lead to Carmody, Ford, and Mercury at the junction of routes 29 and 40 in busy Greenwich. Come to Carmody Carland and see their big selection of Fords in stock. You'll find Torinos, Mustangs, Thunderbirds, Falcons, and the new Maverick in dozens of different body styles. Remember, you can't say Carmody without saying car. And for the best deal on a car, see Bill Rowe, Joe Zostak, or Jack Carmody. A good bunch of guys to do business with at Carmody Ford. Before you buy, check the Carmody deal. You'll like doing business at Carmody. Their overhead is low, and at Carmody Ford, everybody works to serve their customers. 
There are no padded payrolls. Every dollar you pay goes into automobile value. Take the pleasant drive to Greenwich. It's only minutes to Carmody, your country Ford dealer. For the best deal on a car, see the men at Carmody Ford and Mercury. You can't say Carmody without saying car. And the best deal on a car is at Carmody Ford and Mercury at the junction of routes 29 and 40 in busy Greenwich. With the score tied 3-3, we go to the seventh inning now, and Tom Seaver is up to lead off for the Mets. Seaver has struck out and grounded out in his two previous appearances at the plate today. He's a right-hand batter facing right-hand pitcher Steve Blass. Blass was a 16-game winner last year. Oh, the Pittsburgh part. The pitch is high for a ball. Blass makes his home in Canaan, Connecticut. Seaver makes his home in Greenwich, Connecticut. Pitch is in for a call strike, and it's one and one. Tommy Agee is waiting on deck now for the New York Mets. The Mets had a two-run lead. The Pirates came back to tie it at 2-2. The Mets had a one-run lead. The Pirates came back to tie it at 3-3. Here's a delivery swung on and missed. It's one and two. Seaver trying to chop that ball to the right side. Mazeroski is playing on the rim of the outfield grass at second base. Lights have been on here since the third inning at Forbes Field. Now the pitch swung on and missed, and Blast gets his sixth strikeout of the day. One met out in the seventh, and Tommy Agee is coming up. Joe Gibbon and Twiggy Hardenstein are throwing in the bullpen now for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Left-handed Joe Gibbon. Slight right-handed Twiggy Hardenstein. Agee. Is two for three, and here's a pitch foul back out of play. A.G. singled and later scored in the first inning. Single, stole the base, and later scored in the third inning. Grounded out second to first in the fifth inning. Blass has settled down after getting off to a shaky start here. Now the pitch. It's high for a ball. Jerry Mays behind the plate this afternoon on opening day for the Pirates. Manny Sanguian would have been there, but for the fact that swinging at a pitch at the Pirate camp in Bradenton, he pulled a muscle underneath the rib cage, and after watching him take batting practice yesterday, Danny Murtaugh scratched him and inserted Jerry May. That pitch is low and away. May steps out in front of the plate, now returning the ball to Steve Blass. Two balls and one strike. The Met bullpen is down in the left field corner. The powered bullpen down in the right field corner here at Forbes Field. This will be a 2-1 delivery. Steve Lass offers, and it's swung on and fouled off. Off the ankle of Tommy Agee. So the count goes to two balls and two strikes. Bud Harrelson is on deck. The Mets starting lineup today provided something of a surprise in that Art Shamsky was at first base, Wayne Garrett at second, Ken Boswell was away for four days on military reserve duty in Texas, and manager Gil Hodges said yesterday he just didn't think that Boswell would be sharp enough to be in the opening day lineup. Boswell did return late yesterday. There's a curveball in for a call strike three. Last with a curveball, strikes out A.G. for his seventh strikeout of the day. So strikeouts back to back and now Bud Harrelson's coming up. 
Slide to center, grounded out third to first, grounded out pitcher to first. Harrelson is a switch hitter batting left. Here's a pitch. Swung on and looped out into right field. in there for a base hit. Clemente comes up, lays it back, and Bud Harrelson turns and holds with a looping single to right field. It comes with two men out here in the top of the seventh and brings up Joe Foy. Foy grounded out, had a sacrifice fly to right to drive in a run, and struck out swinging. Officially, Foy is 0 for 2 in his debut as a New York Met here this afternoon. The Mets go ahead in total base hits, now seven to the power at six. Foy has a closed stance at the plate. He can uh, hit with some power. He had 11 home runs last year at Kansas City. Swung on a high infield pop to the right side. Maserati calls. He's underneath up near the rim of the infield grass. Makes the catch. Side is out. It's no runs, a hit, no errors, and one left. In the middle of the seventh inning, the score is the New York Mets three and the Pittsburgh Pirates three. Well, Met fans, D-Day for the biggest, best, and most colorful Met yearbook ever is April 14th, next Tuesday, when the 1970 edition goes on sale at Shea Stadium. 64 pages and more than 250 photographs, including 28 pages of photos in four colors, graphically recreating the amazing miracle of the Mets. The centerfold is a two-page picture in rich color of the world championship team suitable for framing. In addition to the career records of every player, the 1970 blockbuster edition includes a four-page World Series section portraying the drama of the classic, climaxed by a full page of the tumultuous celebration scenes in the triumphant clubhouse. All this and more, much more than any yearbook ever had, makes its debut April 14th. It can be purchased at Shea Stadium for 75 cents. Fans who wish to order copies by mail can write to New York Mets Yearbook Department, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, zip code 11368, and enclose $1 for each copy, which will also cover the cost of mailing and handling. We'll be going to the bottom of the seventh inning here now. The Pirates will have Gene Alley up there to lead off. Facing Tom Seaver, who started and has been all the way for the New York Mets. A 3-3 tie in the seventh inning. The Pirate fans are up and stretching. Gene Alley struck out and lined out to second base. Now the pitch is outside for a ball. Gary Goody sends out a sign, and here's Seaver's 1-0 offering. It's in there for a call strike. Gene Alley hit 246 last year over the course of a season, much of which was spent uh, on the bench by him because of injuries. He is a former National League All-Star shortstop. Here's a foul ball back and out of play, and it goes to 1-2 and two to Gene Alley. Jerry May is waiting on deck. Pittsburgh Pirates, one of the hardest-hitting teams in baseball, and the New York Mets, the defending world champions, are tied 3-3. Breaking pitch fouled off. And he just got the bat on the ball. It's just what he was trying to do with that one. Thinking it just might catch the outside corner. Knew he couldn't pull it. It's fouled off, and the count is 1-2. and two. Again, Seaver offers up a pitch. Takes a lot off of that one, and the change is hit in the air to center, and A.G. can't get it. The base hit. 
One hopped and played back. So Alley gets a base hit off the change. It's a leadoff single for the Pirates here in the bottom of the seventh. They have the tie-breaking run on board with nobody out and Jerry May coming up. Let's see how manager Danny Murtaugh plays it. Now May, his catcher, is a long ball hitter. He hit 232 last year. He's the number seven man in the order. He's followed by Mazeroski. Archansky comes over now to hold against the runner at first base for the Mets. Seaver up and set. Here's the pitch to May. He squares. Bunts foul. It's out of play. Right down at his feet. So the sacrifice was on. Now, does Murtaugh leave it on on the second pitch? Does he switch off and go to the hit and run? Frank Osiak is relaying the sign now to Jerry May. Joe Foy is guarding the line at third, ready to charge. Shamsky is holding against the runner at first. Jerry Grody alert behind the plate, ready to get out there on the possible bunt. The count is strike one to Jerry May. Seaver is working off the stretch, checks the runner. Here's the pitch. May squares, bunts and misses. It's strike two. Now, would he leave it on all the way? Chances are he would not. Chances are he would allow May to swing away. That's what May's finding out now. Meanwhile, manager Gil Hodges has action in the mid bullpen. Left-hander Chuck McGraw, right-hander Ron Taylor up and throwing. We're in the seventh inning. This is a two-strike delivery to May. The bunch not on. He fouls it back with a full swing out of play. So the count holds it 0-2 to Jerry May. He's reading the sound of Osiak again. Chances are he'll be free to swing away from here on out with an 0-2 count. But the bunt was on for the first two pitches. Score tied, 3-3 in the seventh. Now the pitch swung on and popped up foul down the line and left, drifting toward the stands out of play. Count continues at two strikes. The Mets got two runs in the top of the first. Powers got one in the bottom of the first and one in the bottom of the second to make it a 2-2 tie. In the top of the third, the Mets went ahead again. Getting a single in to make it 3-2. Powers got one in the sixth to make it 3-3, and that's where we are just now. We're in the bottom of the seventh, score tied. Here's a swing and a drive deep to left, way back, but stays fair. It's gone, and it is a foul ball. A foul ball, way down over the wall in the left field corner. Jerry May, whom, as we uh, say, is capable of hitting the long ball, rode one out of here, a foul ball. Oh, boy, the count's going to Jerry May as he comes back to the plate. Picks up the bat. Handful of dirt. He's fouled off three straight 0-2 pitches. Seaver hasn't wasted any on him. He's had him in the strike zone. The runner at first is Gene Alley. Chamsky holds against him. And here's the pitch. That's in for a call strike three. Seaver caught him looking. Five strikeouts for Seaver. Last has struck out seven. Bill Mazeroski's coming up. The field captain of the Pittsburgh Pirates has popped the third and grounded out to the pitcher unassisted. That was on a little squibbler down the first baseline in the fifth inning. Maz is followed in the batting order by pitcher Steve Glass. Now Seaver checks and deals. Pitcher's in for a call strike. 
Mazeroski looks down to Frank Yosiak, the coach in third. See if there's any possibility of a hit and run. Twiggy Hardenstein continues to throw in the bullpen for the Pirates in case they want to go to a pinch hitter for Blatt. Here's a swing and a high pop fly to the right side. Garrett's back. Swoboda's coming in. Who's going to call? Swoboda calls. Loses the cap but makes the catch. Holding it first now is Alley. And Blass is going to bat for himself. Blass is a pretty good hitting pitcher. What that means is that he takes a good cut and is not an automatic out, as many pitchers are. Blass has struck out and grounded out pitcher to first so far today. Sun breaks through the overcast, as it has done on several occasions this afternoon. Two men out, runner at first, bottom half of the seventh, score tied. Deaver off the stretch. Sidearm and belted into center. It's a base hit. A.G. over, up with it, holding it second is Alley. The throw comes in, runners at first and second. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is your New York Mets baseball station in Saratoga Springs, New York. WKAJ-FM 102.3 on your dial. At Forbes Field in Pittsburgh, where the Pirates have runners at first and second with two men out, and Matty Alou coming up. Met catcher Jerry Gordy's gone out for a word with Tom Seaver. The score is tied 3-3. The sun is shining brightly at this moment. Matty Alou has doubled and tripled and grounded out in three times at the plate today. Seaver's work is cut out for him. That is the tie-breaking run at second base. Now, Seaver sets up. The pitch to the left-hand batter. Swung on and foul back. It's strike one. Matty Alou is one of the toughest men in the National League to strike out. He gets the bat on the ball. Somehow, some way. Pirate runners lead at first and second. Blast wearing the jacket on the base pass. Seaver off the stretch. Pitch outside. Fastball. It's one and one. Alou struck out only 35 times last year and 698 times at bat. That's getting the bat on the ball. Here's a curveball. Taken by Seaver, a line drive that Seaver went up and snared at the mound for the out. It was a punch line drive. Seaver had it in the webbing of his glove with a lot of white showing. The society is retired. No runs, two hits, no errors, and two left. In the seven innings, the score is the Mets three and the Pirates three. The New York Mets are coming up now in the eighth inning, and manager Gil Hodges has sent Mike Jorgensen down to the bullpen to loosen up. Jorgensen's loosening up now. If the Mets get a run, Jorgensen will come in to play first base. So, anticipating the possibility of getting a run here in the eighth, Gil Hodges has sent Jorgensen down to warm up. It'll be Cleon Jones, Archansky, and Ron Swoboda up for the Mets in the eighth inning. Jones has doubled to drive in a run, walked and struck out. Here's a swing and a base hit. No, it's cut off by Mazeroski, and he makes the play at first in time. Listen to the roar of appreciation from the fans here at Forbes Field. Leon Jones lined that ball to right, and Mazeroski went back on the outfield grass, gloved it, and threw on in time to retire the runner. Well, Mazeroski's been doing that for all these many years here at Forbes Field. And he just robbed Cleon Jones, the first man up for the Mets in the eighth inning. That brings up Art Shamsky. 
Jemski's two for three today. He singled a drive and a run. Fly to center and double. One man out, nobody on base. The score tied 3-3 in the eighth inning. Steve Blass has been in all the way. He's gotten stronger as he's gone. There's a fly ball to center, and Alou moves up. He's there waiting for that when Matty Alou takes the fly ball. So, two pitches and two away here in the eighth, and Ron Swoboda's coming up. Grounded out, doubled, and was called out on strike. In the National League, at the end of seven innings of play at Connie Mack Stadium in Philadelphia, it's the Phils two and the Chicago Cubs nothing. Ferguson Jenkins against Chris Short. That's the only other action going in the National League just now. In the American League, the Boston Red Sox lead the Yankees one to nothing in the middle of the second. Gary Peters against Mel Stottlemyre. Pitch is low and away to Swoboda now for ball one. Two men out, nobody on. Here's a swing and a ground ball to Maserati at second. He has it. Plays the first. The Mets are out in the eighth. It's no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. In the middle of the eighth inning, the score is the Mets three and the Pirates three. Well, Mets fans, we're into another season, and we hope a really great one for your ball club. Friendly Freddy is also going into another season of car washing, a really great one for his club. Friendly Freddy's is the only fully automatic car wash in Saratoga Springs. Their motto is, nothing for you to do but sit back and relax. Friendly Freddy's car wash offers you the quickest and most convenient car washing service in Saratoga. They're located on High Rock Avenue, one block off Lake Avenue. At Friendly Freddy's, they have a facility for everyone. A coin-operated wash for the do-it-yourselfers, the most up-to-date vacuum cleaners, and, of course, the automatic car wash. You just drive in, stay in your automobile, and before you know it, your car is coming out cleaned and, if you like, waxed. All this service for only $1.25. Wax is 50 cents extra. Believe me, Mets fans, this is a bargain with today's inflated prices. Come on in and give them a try. the New York Mets, Mike Jorgensen has come in to play first base now, so Jorgensen is in, in place of Shamsky, Swoboda stays in right field. Score tied, we go to the bottom of the eighth, and it'll be Richie Hebner up to lead off the Pittsburgh Pirates. Hebner has struck out, doubled, and popped out so far, facing Tom Seaver, who's been in all the way. Pirates have had eight hits, and the Mets have had seven. Seaver's pitch is hit deep to right field, Swoboda is in the warning track, and makes the catch. In front of the wall, in right field. So it is one away, and Roberto Clemente's coming up. He's had two base hits today. He's two for three. He has driven in two of the Pirates' three runs. The end of five innings of play in the American League. The Cleveland Indians two, and the Baltimore Orioles one. Sam McDowell against Dave McNally. The Oakland A's are at Kansas City against the Royals. It's Blue Moon Odom, 15 and 6, against Wally Bucker, 12 and 11. At the end of four innings of play, the Minnesota Twins three, the Chicago White Sox nothing. Jim Perry, 20 and 6 against Tommy John, 9 and 11. Seaver's pitch to Clemente is low for a ball. At the end of three innings, the Cal Angels four, and the Milwaukee Brewers nothing. Andy Messersmith, 16 and 11 against Lou Krause, 7 and 7. The Detroit Tigers are at Washington tonight. Detroit defeated Washington in the presidential opener yesterday. Swing a ground ball up the middle, and it's going through for a base hit. Clemente has three. Tommy Agee returns the ground ball. 
Castleman. He's on at first with one man out, and Big Willie Scargill's coming up. No action at this moment in the mid bullpen, but we're going to get some any second. Scargill get into a double play, slide to right, and grind it into a fourth play so far today. The score is tied 3-3. That was the ninth hit for the Pirates today. Ron Taylor gets up and begins to throw in the med bullpen. Steve works off the stretch to the left-hand batter, Stargell. Curveball. It's in the air to deep left, but Jones has it lined up. Leon Jones is there halfway. Clemente returns to first. There are two men out. That'll bring up Al Oliver. He tripled all the way to the iron gate in right. Fouled out to third and lined out to left. In the National League, Houston is at San Francisco playing at Candlestick later this afternoon. The Atlanta Braves are at San Diego tonight against the Padres. Cincinnati Reds are at Los Angeles tonight against the Dodgers. Cincinnati in the preseason opener. Defeated Montreal yesterday. The St. Louis Cardinals have not yet opened. They will open tomorrow in Montreal against the Expos. Right here, the score is tied 3-3, and Al Oliver is up. He hit 285 with 17 home runs last year for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Deaver checks and deals. Here's a swing and a foul ball. It's going to go out of play into the stands behind third base. Strike one to Oliver. Only Ron Taylor, a right-hander, throwing in the med bullpen. Jorgensen holding against the runner at first base. That's outside for a ball. In talking with baseball writers yesterday, manager Gil Hodges volunteered the opinion that he considers Mike Jorgensen one of the finest defensive first basemen he's ever seen. Pitch to Oliver. Swung it on the ground to second base. Taken by Garrett. He goes to Jorgensen and the side is out. It's no runs a hit, no errors and one left. At the end of eight full innings of play, the score is the New York Mets three and the Pittsburgh Pirates three. Hi, this is Bob Walton at Walton Sports Shop, urging you to stop in and see us when you need camping equipment. Now that vacation time is on its way, have you found in checking over your equipment that you need something additional? Stop in and see the wide selection we have to offer. Walton's carries pack frames, canteens, and mess kits. If this is your first year for tenting, then be sure that you see Walton's for all styles of tents, air mattresses, and Coleman stoves and lanterns. Walton's also carries a full line of famous name sleeping bags. Of course, at Walton's, hunters can find everything in one convenient location. Guns, ammunition, and hand-loading equipment, as well as rifle scopes to make those long shots surer and safer. A complete line of equipment for all sports is what you'll find at Walton Sports Shop, Lake Avenue in Saratoga, where sportsmen cater to sportsmen. The New York Mets are up in the ninth inning, and it's the number seven man in the batting order, Wayne Garrett, to lead off. He has struck out, fly to right, and was intentionally walked. Officially 0 for 2. With the pitcher scheduled about third in the inning, Ron Taylor continues to throw in the mid bullpen. Blast with the pitches hit on the ground to first base, taken at the bag by Oliver for the out. A scribbling ground ball just to the bag in fair territory. Oliver simply had to put his foot on the bag when he got it. We all want America the Beautiful. 
Let's not have it another way. The people at Rheingold ask you to keep America beautiful. Ed Cranepool has moved out on deck now with Grody at the plate. Here's a swing and a miss for strike one. Jerry Grody has gone 0 for 3 today. Ron Taylor still throwing in the bullpen. It's high and away for a ball. So, Cranepool is out there to bat for Seaver. For Seaver to be credited with a victory, the Mets would have to take the lead in this inning if Cranepool bats for him. Here's a 1-1 pitch. It's low. 2-1. Joe Gibbon is throwing now the left-hander down the bullpen for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Joe Gibbon. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Swung on and foul back. Steve Blass said before yesterday's ball game that of the Mets, he always thought Cranepool hit him better than anybody. the ninth and the score is tied 3-3 the count to Grody is 2-2 two two. last with the pitch swung on and missed strikeout number 8 for the Pirate right hander so there are two Mets out nobody on Cranepool is up to bat for Tom Seaver pitch is low for a ball Tommy Agee is on deck. Mets batting in the ninth. Foul back. That's one way to get out of the way of it, Ralph. Okay, Lindsay, that really broke that glass right over here and hit that glass just to your right. It does that. I was aware of that. One and one to count to Cranepoo. Swung on and fouled off. So it's one and two. Two men out, nobody on base. May is going out now for a word with Steve Blatt. Lindsay, I got news for you. This game is not official. Is that not a Chubb Feeney baseball? It's not a Chubb Feeney baseball. It has Warren Giles' name on it. This game can count. Warren Giles is not the president of the National League. Cranepool now measures his stance. Here's the one-two pitch. Swung out and missed. Strikeout number nine for Blast. And that's the out in the ninth inning as Cranepool goes down swinging. It's no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. In the middle of the ninth inning, the score is still tied. The Mets three and the Pirates three. Globe Supply, downtown Saratoga, is the place to go for Raleigh and Rollfast bicycles. You'll find a large selection to choose from, and they come in all speeds. Every new bicycle purchased at Globe Supply comes fully assembled and carries a 90-day service and maintenance guarantee. You can also have your bike repaired by experienced mechanics at Globe. For all your bicycle accessories and parts for English or American bikes, shop Globe Supply, downtown Saratoga, open daily from 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Friday night until 9 p.m. 
John Hancock introduces rich man coverage for the not yet rich. A life insurance package with an initial benefit of $100,000. Very good for the ego. And you can afford it. If you're 24, you may have to pay about $38 a month. Ask Ben Yanklowicz about rich man coverage. $100,000 worth of life insurance that'll make you feel like a million. Call Ben, 783-5571, or write Ben Yank, Box J, Latham, New York, 12110, for more details. John Hancock, huh? We'll be going now to the bottom half of the ninth inning. Ron Taylor has come in to do the pitching for the New York Mets. Ron Taylor. Tom Seaver pitched the first eight innings, gave up three runs on nine hits, struck out five, walked none. Seaver cannot be the winning or the losing pitcher in this ball game. It'll be Gene Alley coming up to lead off for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Score tied, 3-3. Ron Taylor was in 59 games for the New York Mets last year. Here's a swing and a miss for strike one. Taylor had an appearance in the championship series and was in the World Series as well in two games. He had two appearances in the championship series and two in the World Series. Sidearm pitches it on the ground to short. Harrelson up and over to Jorgensen in time and Alley is out. Now Jerry May. He had a sacrifice fly to right in the second as Swoboda turned in a circus catch of the ball. He fired the center in the fifth and was called out on strikes in the seventh after having fouled the ball down the left field corner, barely fouled out of the park. Hit on the ground, back to the mound. Taken by Taylor, over to Jorgensen, and Jerry May is out. So there are two men out, and Bill Mazeroski's coming up now. Popped the third, grounded out to Seaver unassisted, and flied to right. First, the Pirate fans have never forgotten that it was Mazeroski who won a world championship for them back in 1960 with a ninth inning home run over the left field wall. It sailed over the head of Yankee left fielder Yogi Berra. There's a swing and a drive to the left. Cleon Jones going back and makes the catch on the run in front of the scoreboard for the out. We'll be going to extra innings in the ninth. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. The score at the end of nine full innings is tied. The Mets three and the Pirates three. Having a problem in deciding where to take your group on its next outing? If so, let the Mets Group Sales Department solve it for you. This department is manned by experts in handling both men's and women's groups. These same specialists encourage community and civic organizations, social and fraternal clubs, youth, family, and athletic groups to take in a Mets ball game and enjoy a day at Shea. In addition to providing group ticket sales for a ball game, our representatives will be happy to furnish you with all the details of the beautiful restaurants at Shea Stadium, which are available for parties, large or small, up to 700 persons. For groups of 100 or more, recognition will be given to your organization on the changeable message scoreboard here at Shea. You can easily obtain additional information simply by writing to Group Sales Manager, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, 11368. Or, if you like, telephone 212 672 
The representative handling your area will be more than happy to personally speak before your men's or women's group, large or small, and explain all the details. Call or write today and enjoy a day at Shea. Coming in here now for the play-by-play, Ralph Kiner. Thank you, Lindsey Nelson. Once again, hi, everyone. Tommy Agee will lead off in the ball game now here in extra innings. The Mets have never gone to extra innings on opening day, and they have never won an opening day game. So another real minor milestone, I guess you'd have to say, Lindsey. Well, it's all of that. It's been an exciting day of baseball, indicative, I think, of what we can expect all season long. Here's a final score of that Philadelphia game, and a big one for the Phillies as Chris Short, making a comeback, was the winning pitcher over Chicago by a score of 2-0. He pitched a five-hitter. Ferguson Jenkins was the losing pitcher. Short had a back operation last year and missed all the season. So the Phillies looking for pitching and finding it right there with their veteran left-hander, Chris Short. Right here at 3-3. Pirates have had nine hits. The Mets have had seven. And Tommy Agee, the first batter and the first pitch by Twiggy Hartenstein. Pardon me, by Steve Blask, has swung on a miss strike one. Agee, two for four in the game. He has scored two runs. Now Blast back, and the pitch is hit hard by the third baseman into left field. And Tommy Agee now three for five. Tommy makes a turn at first, and the Mets have a runner at first base with no one out here in the 10th inning. That'll bring up shortstop Bud Harrelson. <laughs> Bud has a base hit and four times up. He dropped a single in the right field his last time up. Pirates are looking for the sacrifice attempt. Richie Hebner, the third baseman, about 60 feet away. He moves up even closer, and the pitch is bunted and bunted foul. Back out of play. Strike one. Joe Gibbon and now Twiggy Hartenstein again throwing in the bullpen for the Pirates. Steve Blass going here in the 10th inning. He has outlasted Tom Seaver. Steve won 16, lost 10 last year, and the right-hander now sets. Again, the third baseman in close, expecting a bunt. Here comes the first baseman. The ball is a pitch out, and it's ball one. On the play, evidently, the first baseman, Al Oliver, missed the sign for the pitch out and was charging in. He was nowhere near the bag, and there was no attempt at all for play at first. No one there. Tommy Agee, the runner at first base. One ball, one strike count. Now Blast with a throw to first base, but A.G. back easily. It was a calling card throw, nothing on it. Blast sets up again. And the pitch. It is way inside. Harrelson has to spin around and go to the ground to get out of the way. Two balls and one strike. That ball couldn't have missed him very far, and of course the Mets would have hoped that it had hit him. Two balls, one strike. Now Blask again sets up. And the pitch. It is bunted out toward first base. It's a good bunt. Oliver makes the tag on Harrelson as he comes by. There was no chance for a play for a force play at second. And A.G. is now on at second base in scoring position. With one away and the batter coming up in the top of the 10th inning is Joe Foy. 
Now the sun shining brightly in Pittsburgh. This has been, as Lindsay said, an extremely exciting ball game. Here's the pitch. And a curveball breaks over a call strike. Joe Foy punching on it. Strike one count. Last has a very strong ball game. He has struck out nine while giving up eight base hits. He has walked two, one intentionally. Now the next pitch, it is swung on and missed. And again, the curve, strike two. Let's have Cleon Jones on deck. And they have the go-ahead run at second base, Tommy Agee there, with one out in the top of the tent. Now the signs are out. And the play on at second base, Agee back easily. Shortstop Gene Alley coming over to take the throw from Blast. It was not even a bit close. Two-strike count, A.G. off the bag at second. And the pitch. It is low and away. One ball, two strikes. Yogi Bear, the coach at first base, yelling encouragement to Joe Foy. Eddie Ost guarding the runner at second base from his third base coaching spot. One ball, two strikes. Blast. All set to go, and the pitch. It has popped up. The catcher, Jerry May, under the ball, right by his catcher's position, and he makes the catch. So Joe Foy is out. That gives the Pirates their second out in the 10th inning, and it brings up Cleon Jones with the go-ahead run at second base. And we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball on WKAJ-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York, the home of the New York Mets. Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from Forbes Field in Pittsburgh, a 3-3 ball game. The Mets with a runner at second. Two men out top of the tenth, and the batter is Cleon Jones. Cleon has a double and three official times up, a run batted in, and he had a base hit taken away by Bill Mazeroski, the second baseman. And the first pitch by Blask is high at ball one. Leon also has walked. Right here, Lindsay. A 340 batter off last year's performance. First base is open. And Mike Jorgensen, the on-deck batter, a rookie. Danny Murtaugh is having his pitcher work to Cleon Jones. Now the 1-0 pitch. A check swing ground ball out toward the hole at second base. Mazeroski back in deep right field. He feels the ball, makes the play. Now a play at the plate. and coming in to score is easy. And he is tagged out, and it's time to retire. Bill Mazurowski going back into shallow right field to pick that ball up on the ground. He knew he had no play at first base. He turned and flipped the ball home. A little easy throw, the best he could do. It was perfect right on line, and Eddie Yost hoping to surprise Bill Mazeroski in the fire that sent Tommy AGN, and he was an easy out of the plate as the tag was made by Jerry May. In the inning, no runs, one hit, no errors. Pardon me, two hits, no errors, and one man left on, and the score. In the middle of the 10th inning, the New York Mets three, the Pittsburgh Pirates three. The finest in Italian cuisine and a wide array of steaks, chops, and seafood await your dining pleasure at Mangino's Restaurant, located on the south end of Saratoga Lake. 
But there's a big difference between just ordinary Italian or American cuisine and Mangino's fine food. At Mangino's, your order is never prepared hours before. Mangino's realize that good food cannot be hurried, and they ask you to give them a little time to prepare it properly. All dishes are prepared to your order when your order is placed, never before, and it hasn't been simmering away for hours or minutes. That's the big difference at Mangino's. Why not enjoy eating Italian food the way it should be savored and dine at Mangino's Restaurant, located on the south end of Saratoga Lake on Route 9P, just two miles from Route 9. A complete line of Italian specialties are served to tempt the palate, and their steaks and chops and seafood are equally as delightful. If you're planning a party or a banquet for up to 75, call Mangino's for their special party menu. That's Mangino's Restaurant, the home of truly fine foods on Route 9P at the south end of Saratoga Lake. We're going now to the bottom of the 10th inning. The Pirates coming up. The score tied 3-3 and a pinch hitter for Steve Blass. It's going to be Bob Robertson. Bob last year started the season with the Pirates, batted 208, and was sent down to the minor leagues where he batted 261, but with 34 home runs. Robertson, a power hitter, utility ball player, first baseman, third baseman, outfielder, and a power hitter batting for Steve Blass. So both starting pitchers, Tom Seaver and Steve Blass, are out of the ball game, and the game will be in the hands of Ron Taylor, and later on, if it goes into the 11th, a relief pitcher of the Pirates. And the first pitch to Robertson, swung on a miss, strike one. <laughs> Robertson had a tremendous spring training. He batted 441 in the spring with three home runs and 14 runs batted in. And the pitch. Breaking ball just outside. It's one ball and one strike. Robertson has changed his batting position in the batter's box. He has moved up on the plate. He used to be so far away that as a pull hitter, he had no chance to reach the outside pitch. But now he is right on top of the plate. 1-1 one, one pitch, a fastball at the knees, and it's in for a call strike. 1-2. and two. Ron Taylor, veteran relief pitcher, on the mound for the Mets in place of Tom Seaver. Ron came in the ball game in the ninth, retired the Pirates 1-2-3. Now the 1-2 pitch, it is hit high in the air in foul territory, out of play. Cal Angels have added four runs. They now lead Milwaukee 8-0. That game being played in Milwaukee after three and a half innings. Minnesota out in front of Chicago by a score of 6-0 after six. One ball, two strikes. Taylor again back. And the pitch is just low. It's 2-2. Two two. Boston 2, the Yankees nothing after three. Cleveland 2, Baltimore 1 after six. At the end of one and a half, Oakland one, Kansas City one. Two balls, two strikes. Tie game, 3-3, three, three, bottom of the tenth, no one out. And the pitch to Robertson is hit high in the air to center field, towering high fly ball. Tommy Agee pounding the glove is under it, and he makes the catch. One away in the bottom half of the tenth, and that brings up Matty Alou. Lou has doubled and tripled in four times up. He has scored two runs. And he's batting for the first time against Ron Taylor. Lou being played just about straight away by the Mets. 
Breon Jones near the line in left field, shaded over just a little bit. And Taylor's first pitch. It is bounced foul by the third baseman, Joe Foy. And it's strike one. Frank Osiak, the third base coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Don Leppard at first base for the Pirates. Now the pitch. Grounded right back to Ron Taylor. He takes a one-hopper, throws to first base, two men away. Now with two men out in the bottom of the 10th inning, the batter will be the third baseman, Richie Hebner. Richie has a double and four official times up in the game. Hebner, a left-hand batter, just returned from being best man at his brother's wedding up in Boston. And the first pitch by Taylor, high fastball, up above the eyes, it's one ball, no strikes. Philadelphia defeated Chicago 2-0 today. Chris Short pitching a five-hitter, Ferguson Jenkins, the losing pitcher. Now the 1-0 pitch, again high and away, ball two. Tug McGraw is loosening up in the bullpen for the Mets. Twiggy Hardenstein, a right-hander, throwing in the bullpen for the Pirates. Pirates will have a new pitcher if the game goes to the 11th. Now at 2-0, the pitch to Hebner. It is outside and high, ball three. The on-deck batter is Roberto Comeni. So it's 3-0 to Hebner with Comeni, due up next. Comeni's had a hot day today. Taylor. Now on top the pitching rubber, checking out the sign. Here's the windup and the 3-0 delivery. It is swung on, but grounded foul. Strike one. Hebner turned loose with two men away in the bottom of the 10th inning. And he grounded the ball foul. And the count now, three balls and one strike. That's opening up their first game of the 70 season with an extra inning ball game. Now swinging a foul back into the stands, and the count fills out to three and two. Starting pitchers Houston at San Francisco, Larry Durker, a 20-game winner last year, against Gaylord Perry, a 19-game winner last year. And the 3-2 pitch to Hebner. Swung on and missed strike three. And Ron Taylor has retired his first six batters. That's his first strikeout. And the score at the end of 10. The New York Mets three. The Pittsburgh Pirates three. Clear the prop. wanted to learn to fly? That could be you this summer taking a friend for a local scenic flight. The Richmore Aviation Flight School at the Saratoga County Airport has two full-time flight instructors to give you professional flight training. Richmore Aviation offers flight courses for the private pilot, commercial pilots, instrument rating, and flight instructor. Courses include dual and solo flight time, ground school, FAA, and FCC books and supplies. 
The Richmore Aviation Flight School is an FAA-approved flight school and is located at the Saratoga County Airport, three miles west of the Performing Arts Center on Geyser Crest Road. In Saratoga and the Tri-Cities, phone 885-5354. Or in Glens Falls, phone 792-9949. Chuck Hardenstein in the ballgame now as the pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates in relief of Steve Blass, who pitched the first ten innings, allowed three runs on nine hits, struck out nine, and walked two, one of them intentionally. Twiggy Hardenstein, a right-hander, at one time with the Chicago Cubs. Last year with the Pirates, he was in 56 games. He had a record of five wins and four losses and an earned run average of 3.94. He is a native Texan, and he weighs 150 pounds. Twiggy Hartenstein, in relief of Steve Blass. Mike Jorgensen will be leading off for the Mets. The sun is shining brightly here in the late afternoon at Forbes Field in Pittsburgh. It's burned off the overcast entirely. <coughs> Blue sky overhead with a few fleecy white clouds up there. Jorgensen's up for his first time. He's a left-hand batter. And the pitch is in there for a call strike. Hardenstein, last year against the Mets, won none and lost one. His lifetime record against the Mets is two wins and one loss. His lifetime major league record, 16 and 13. Swing and a base hit into left field for Jorgensen. Fielded out there by Stargell and played back. Jorgensen turns and holds with a single to left. So the Mets again have the tie-breaking run on at first base with nobody out and Ron Swoboda is coming up. Swoboda today grounded out, double, was called out on strikes and grounded out. Last year in a memorable appearance here, he had a grand slam home run off Twiggy Hartenstein to win a ball game for the New York Mets. Pirates have to protect against the possible sacrifice. He squares and takes the pitch in for a call strike. Swoboda was around the bunt. He's looking down to sign man. Eddie Yost at third to see if it's still on. Wayne Garrett is on deck. Here's the pitch, and it's bunted right out in front of the plate. Play at second base. And he is safe. As the throw was high, Alley had to go up, and Jorgensen slid in underneath. So, Swoboda is on his first, Jorgensen's on his second. It is an error charged against the catcher, Jerry May, on the throw. A sacrifice and an error, and that brings up Garrett now, with runners at first and second. They still have to protect against the sacrifice. Score is tied 3-3, and we're in the top of the 11th inning. Garrett today struck out, flied out, was intentionally walked and grounded out. Garrett at the plate and Grody on deck. Third baseman Richie Hebner playing in the cutout of the grass at third now in anticipation of a bunt attempt by Wayne Garrett. Hardenstein working off the stretch. Garrett squares, bunts the ball. 
to the first base side of the mound. The play is at first. It is the sack moving the runners up. It was second baseman Bill Mazeroski who took the throw at first. So now, Jorgensen is at third. Swoboda is at second. One man out and Grody coming up. And coming out on deck now is Ken Boswell to bat for Ron Taylor. Cal Kuntz is up and throwing in the bullpen along with Tug McGraw. We're in the top half of the 11th inning. Score tied, 3-3. The Mets with two runners in scoring position. Manager Danny Murtaugh of the Pirates brings his infield in now. Infield in for the Pirates to try to choke off the run. They're going to walk Grody and pitch to Boswell. Grody is being intentionally walked with first base open. This is to set up the double play possibility and the force all around. Outside for one. Here it is outside. Ball two to Grody. Outside, ball three. Now the official score says no sack on uh, Swoboda. Here's the pitch outside, ball four. So the bases are loaded on the intentional walk. Boswell will bat for Taylor. Boswell was not in the starting lineup today because of the fact that he had been away on military reserve duty in Texas. Gene Garber is up and throwing in the bullpen now for the Pittsburgh Parts along with Joe Gibbon, the left-hander. It's Gene Garber and Joe Gibbon, and here comes Danny Murtaugh. He might want to make a switch to Joe Gibbon right here, a left-hand pitcher to work to Boswell. Boswell hangs in pretty well with left-hand pitching. Now, Gil Hodges doesn't have to leave him up there. Gil can switch off if he'd like to, as far as rules of the game are concerned. at the mound. Murtaugh looks at the bullpen, that's all, and it's going to be the left-hander, Joe Gibbon. Gibbon is coming in now to replace Hardenstein to pitch to Boswell. This spring, Gibbon was in five games. He pitched only six innings. He allowed eight hits, five runs, all of them earned, with an earned run average of 7.50. He is a veteran major leaguer who went from the Pirates to the Giants and came back and now Clendenin will bat for Boswell Gil Hodges makes a switch Boswell by the way is uh, out of the ball game he cannot subsequently appear and it is Clendenin batting for Boswell Boswell had been put up as a batter for Taylor you'll hear a reaction when Clendenin is announced he played for many years here with the Pittsburgh Pirates enough in a newspaper story yesterday in Pittsburgh he picked the Pirates to win the pennant Joe Gibbon with a lifetime record in the majors of 56 wins and 58 losses has a lifetime record against the Mets of 6 wins and 4 losses last year with Pittsburgh he won 5 and lost 1 with the Giants he won 1 and lost 3 Don says he gets booed in four cities. Montreal, where he played. Pittsburgh, where he played. Atlanta, where he played. Where Houston, he lived. Where he did not Houston, play. where he did not play. <laughs> right. Do recall that was all a part of a deal when Don refused to report to Houston and was going to retire. Finally was okay to play at Montreal and then later on on the trading date came to the New York Mets. 
Gibbon is taking a side from Jerry May. Left-hand pitcher working to a right-hand batter, and it's on the way. Swung on line up the middle for a base hit. One run has scored as Garrett crosses the plate. Swoboda comes across. Two runs have scored. A play at third on Grody. He slides in safely, holding it first as Clint Denon. A single to center. Two runs batted in. The New York Mets are out in front by a score of 5-3. to three. One pitch, one swing of the Clendenon bat, and the New York Mets take a two-run lead in the top half of the 11th inning. Now Tommy Agee is up. Agee is there. Jorgensen scored and Swoboda scored. Runners at first and third. Here's a swing and a miss for strike one. So Mike Jorgensen, the rookie, delivered a base hit leading off, and he has scored the tie-breaking run here. Swoboda, who was on on an error, scored behind him. Grody is at third. Gibbon sets up. Pitches low, and it's blocked. Rolls up a third baseline, no advance. It hit in front of the plate and bounded off the chest protector of Jerry May, who kept it in front of him. It rolled up the third baseline. No chance for Met runners to advance. Those runs were charged statistically against Twiggy Hardenstein. Net five, the Pirates three. Gibbons pitches low. Jerry Grody's the runner at third. Don Clendenon's the runner at first. Bud Harrelson's on deck now for the New York Mets. There's a clean base hit up the middle off the bat of Don Clendenon. Swing and a ground ball to second base, second there by Mazeroski. Kicks the back, throws the first double play, and the side is retired. A 4-3 double play on a ground ball near the bag at second as the New York Mets picked up two runs on two hits. There was one error, and there was one man left. And so in the middle of the 11th inning, the score is the Mets 5 and the Pirates 3. Just two miles off Lake Avenue on the old Schuylerville Road, you'll find a small but growing business with big plans. Srade's Gardens. The season is just about to begin at Srade's, and while it's still a bit too early to do much planting, Ted and Doris invite you to look over their selection of rose bushes. They're available in many new varieties and all potted for you. Prices on rose bushes at Strait's Gardens start at just $1.50. They have all the new AARS varieties with famous names like Jackson and Perkins, Star and Ball, and the American Rose, too. Ted Strait also has pansies in the market pack and would be more than happy to save some for you. Strait's Gardens, just a little out of the way, but they offer big savings, and the trip is well worth the little time it takes. Keep listening to New York Mets baseball as the season develops. Ted and Doris Strait will have uh, many specials for our Mets listeners. That's Strait's Gardens, just two miles from downtown Saratoga, out Lake Avenue on the old Skyliville Road. A small business with big plans. Strait's Gardens. Tug McGraw has come on to do the Mets pitching now. Tug McGraw will be pitching for the Mets, facing the Pirates in the bottom of the 11th. Roberto Clemente, Willie Stargell, and Al Oliver scheduled up here on the bottom of the 11th for the Pirates. Mike Jorgensen, who delivered a base hit 
leading off the top of the 11th and scored the tie-breaking run, was making his first appearance at the plate this season as a New York Mets. The Mets had him up at the tag end of the 1968 season when he batted 14 times and had two base hits. He was not with the Mets at any time last season. He is the only rookie on the Mets squad, and he was brought on as a late-inning replacement for Art Shamsky, who started at first base. Ron Taylor is out of the ball game, of course, having pitched two innings and retired six consecutive batters. No runs, no hits, struck out one and walked none. Augie Donatelli is asking the public address announcer to make an announcement asking fans to refrain from throwing debris onto the field out in right field. And here it is. Taylor is the pitcher of record on the long side of a 5-3 score just now. Twiggy Hardenstein is the pitcher of record on the short side of that score. Manager Gil Hodges up on the steps of the Met dugout just retreating now. Most of the Mets are on the dugout steps. Bottom half of the 11th inning. Roberto Clemente is up. What a day he's had for the Pirates. He's 3 for 4 and he's knocked in two of the three Pirate runs. McGraw's pitch. Low for a ball. Nolan Ryan is up and throwing in the Met bullpen now. Nolan Ryan and Cal Kuntz. Hodges yelling something out to McGraw on the mound. Here's a 1-0 pitch. And it's in there for a call strike. It's 1-1. One one. Big Willie Stargell on deck. This will be a 1-1 pitch. It's low, and McGraw goes behind, 2-1. Jerry Goody sends out the sign. Here's a 2-1 delivery. A little low, now McGraw's gone behind, 3-1. To Clemente, who looks down to sign man Frank Osiak at third. See if he's taking or if he's turned loose. Pirates trail by two in the 11th. Swing and a foul ball. He was turned loose, fouls it off. The count runs to three and two. Brad Elier has two home runs this afternoon for the Minnesota Twins. He just came over to them from Fred Williams, Washington Senators, each with two men on. Brad Elier, A-L-Y-E-A. Pitch is high, and it's a walk, a leadoff walk to Clemente in the 11th inning. So don't go away, it's not over yet. Willie Stargell coming up as the tying run at the plate. That is the first walk issued by Met Pitching today. The first walk issued by Met Pitching today comes in the 11th inning. Stargell, who hit 29 home runs last year, is up. Today he is grounded into a double play, flied to right, grounded into a force play, and flied to left. Play is held up once again now as debris continues to be thrown onto the playing field out and right all around Ron Swoboda. And so members of the ground crew are being sent out there to try to clean some of it up.
There are five members of the ground crew going out in right now to try to clean up some of the debris that has been thrown out of the right field stand. Gumpires talk it over at home plate while Chris Pelicudis is out there in short right field. Doug McGraw continues to throw to try to keep his arm warm. Lindsay, there's a fella coming out with a box that must be, well, I don't know, three feet deep, about two feet wide, and I hope they're not going to fill that box up. We'll be here till the rest of the afternoon where it's out. They could fill it up with what they have out there. Another fella has a broom, and he is sweeping the warning track. I suppose the most crushed fellow of all must be a youngster who jumped down out of the stands and went across the outfield totally unnoticed and unmolested while they cleaned up the debris. Nobody paid any attention to him whatsoever. Stargell is leaning on his bat at the plate. New York Mets and the Pittsburgh Pirates will be playing here again on Thursday night. We'll be on the air at 8 p.m. New York time to bring you that one. Then the Mets will move on to St. Louis. They'll play Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Then the Mets will come home to New York. They'll open up at Shea Stadium one week from today. at Tuesday afternoon, April 14th, the Mets and the Pirates. Pitching coach Rube Walker has been out for a word with Chug McGraw. Walker's coming back to the dugout now. McGraw continues to throw. Now the ground crew is leaving the field, and we're just about ready to resume play. The Mets are leading the Pirates by a score of 5-3. to three. The Pirates are batting in the bottom half of the 11th inning. There is nobody out, and Roberto Clemente is the runner at first base as Willie Stargell steps in. There have been no pitches yet to Stargell. Play was suspended before a pitch was made to him. McGraw checks the runner. Here's the pitch. It's in there for a call strike to left-hand batter Willie Stargell. Still Hodges made the change to the left-hander Tug McGraw with the full knowledge that Stargell and Oliver would be coming up, both left-hand batters. There's a swing and a high pop back of third, and Foy is there in foul territory at the moment. Makes the play in foul territory. and bounded out second to first. This is his second year. Mike Jorgensen, first baseman playing behind the runner. It's not Clemente's run they're interested in. It's the run at the plate they're interested in. That's the tying run. They're playing a foul ball. Now we're going to continue play with Park Policeman in the warning track in the outfield. At first base, Clemente takes his lead. The Mets are leading 5-3. to three. And again now, play is suspended. As 
one park policeman who had been a little busy on the other side of the park started off, and they tell him, stay out there. So he is. McGraw sets up. Alley's in and waiting. This is a strike one delivery. And it is hit on the ground foul up the third baseline out of play. Frank Osiak comes off the coaching lines at third. Retrieves the ball, tosses it back to McGraw. It's a two-strike count now to Gene Alley. The Mets trying to get Alley out of there to end the ball game and get themselves an opening day victory here at Forbes Field. The Mets are leading by a score of five to three. Roberto Clemente takes his lead at first. McGraw with a two-strike pitch. Turn out and miss the ball game's over. The New York Mets, for the first time in their history, in their ninth year, have won an opening day ball game, defeating the Pittsburgh Pirates in 11 innings. In the ninth inning, however, in the 11th inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, a walk and one left. And the New York Mets are the victors by a score of 5-3. to three. And to tell you something of how this game went, here's Ralph Kiner. Well, Lindsay, it's only fitting, I guess, that the Mets win their first opening day game in a park where they won their very first game in 1962 after nine consecutive losses. It was an exciting ball game, well played. The Mets got two runs in the first inning off starting pitcher Steve Blatt. Pirates tied it up with a run in the first and a run in the second, and it was 2-2 until the Mets then took the lead by scoring a run in the sixth inning. It was again tied up, and it went that way until the 11th inning. Strong pitching by Steve Blass to start the ball game. He went 10 innings, gave up three runs, allowed nine hits, struck out nine, and walked two. And the losing pitch in the ball game was Chuck Hartenstein, who came in the ball game in the 11th inning. In that 11th inning, Mike Jorgensen, who was put in the ball game for defensive purposes, came up to bat for the first time. He singled into left field off the first pitch made by Hartenstein. On the play, Ron Soboto tried to sacrifice the runner down a second. He burned the ball right in front of the plate, and the big play of the ball game was when Jerry May threw the ball high to second base for an error, allowing runners to be safe at both first and second on that throwing error. Wayne Garrett then laid down a perfect sacrifice month to put runners at second and third, and then Jerry Grody drew up was walked to load the bases. Then manager Gil Hodges decided to put in Ken Boswell, the pinch hit for the pitcher. Boswell went to the plate, and then Joe Gibbon was brought in, a left-hander, to pitch to Boswell, but Boswell never got to the plate as he was taken out, and Don Glendenham was inserted in his place. And with the first pitch by Joe Gibbon, Don Glendenham singled sharply through the middle of the diamond to drive in two runs and give the Mets a 5-3 to three victory. So the Mets out here winning their very first ball game and winning it in their ninth year opening day first ball game win. Tom Seaver started for the Mets. He went eight innings, allowed three runs, nine hits, struck out five, walked none. Ron Taylor picked up the victory in relief. He went two innings, did not allow a base hit, retiring all six batters he faced. And Tug McGraw came in the ball game to pick up a save as he worked one inning, giving up no hits and allowing no runs. 34,249 saw the ball game, and the Mets now have won their first game of the 1970s season. The line score of the ball game, the Mets five runs, 11 hits, no errors. The Pittsburgh Pirates, three runs, a total of nine base hits, one error, and they left six men on base. 
New York Mets baseball has been a feature presentation of the New York Mets baseball network and Rheingold Extra Dry, the beer with a 10-minute head, and was brought to you by STP, the racer's edge, and by several local sports-minded businessmen who hope you have enjoyed today's game, and by the staff of WKAJ-FM 102.3 on your dial who urge you to patronize the sponsors to make these broadcasts possible. Remember, you'll hear all the New York Mets games at home or away night and day on your New York Mets station, WKAJ-FM. FM in Saratoga Springs.